Hi, this is Merrill Reese, and enjoy 215 Live for some great sports talk. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to episode number 40 of 215 Live. This episode and episodes going forward can be brought to you by Baconlicious. Mm. It is baconless, bacony flavored deliciousness. <laughs> Did Very I do nice. it? Very nice. Yeah, it go. was good. I like I that. One Pulled take. Yeah, one take. <laughs> I didn't practice all night at all. <laughs> um, coming up in, a, in a, I guess, a few episodes here, we're going to be doing their Hellfire Challenge, which is basically a, uh, it is a powder that you put on your food. Mm. It's terrible. Uh, <laughs> Did you do it, Taylor? I've done it, yeah. Ugh. Uh, apparently, uh, your nostrils it, hurt. Are you serious? We we'll probably won't do it live on the show. <laughs> oh, we absolutely should. Let's try getting through that. Um, yeah, but it, it's a powder, and I guess it's like the the hotness of a ghost pepper. Um, so we will uh, we'll see how that goes. We're going to take the challenge, and they'll put their video up on their website after that. So we'll see how that. goes. It will be the next assholes going viral because <laughs> we're puking all over ourselves. It'll be awesome. Listen, publicity. Yeah. Yeah, any publicity is good yeah. publicity. I'm yep. with you, man. I'm yep. absolutely. It's gonna be terrible, but um, I'm with you. So we were off last week. Uh, there was a benefit, uh, the Linda Creed Breast Cancer Foundation benefit uh, that John was able to attend. I actually had a mishap with my car getting stuck in the mud, so I was unable to arrive. Uh, but John was there. Uh, John, tell me a little bit about the Wait. Linda Creed <laughs> Breast Cancer Foundation benefit. So we we talked about how like my dad was gonna sing or whatever, and my uncle sung. So I was just going there expecting, you know, hear my, I've, heard, I've heard my dad sung at my wedding. Like, I've heard him song, sing like a hundred times. So I was like, ah, let's go out and just, you know, for a good cause or whatever. I had so much fun. Uh, first of all, me and my wife and like one other person were the only ones there under like 50. Yeah. I had, I had a blast. <laughs> they did like, there was like 27 singers all together. It was in two parts. First part was like Broadway sh- songs. And then the second part was like songs from movies. It, there was it was so much fun, like the, these these old people can can sing, man. Absolutely. I was having. They was, could probably sing for real, right? Without auto tune or yeah, like, real like it was like, like these legit. are people that can yeah, yeah, actually yeah. sing. They yeah. croon. Yeah, what there was do. a dude there and a, and a, and a young woman that did Phantom of the Opera, oh, and they that. got into it. Dude had the mask on. <laughs> they were like, it was like, uh, it was like a Broadway show, like right in front of you. It, it was it was a great time, dude. Really good time. Um, so one of the things I want to talk about uh, this week, we have a lot of stuff going on. We got NFL free agency. We got March Madness. We got our own uh, movie scene bracket where um, people on social media submitted their favorite movie scenes. Not necessarily the greatest movie scenes of ever, but their favorite movie scenes. Um, and they also voted on them. So we're going to kind of go through that a little yeah, bit. I, I missed the selection show. There was I, a, I had a bad back or whatever it was like yeah. two weeks ago. And then I got the list and I was like, hmm. Questionable. <laughs> like, How did this happen? Yeah. So I, yeah. And I have actually had more responses from friends that were like, I don't get yeah, why is, is this, this movie here? Well, why honestly, is this scene well, here? So I actually, um, when I saw the list, I said to John, I, said, I think this is missing or I think that is missing. But and then we said, well, it wasn't. We got to remember, it's not the greatest movie scenes ever. It's the listeners' yeah. favorite scenes. So it could be a good scene, could be a shitty scene. 
There but, were some scenes on there I was just like, oh, how did that <laughs> one stay off? So, I mean, it, it's... Oh, I'm yeah. with you. Like, I stood it out, and a couple of, a couple of my buddies yeah. were like, mm, I don't, and, I don't and get And we, we also limited <laughs> it to 32, on. right? Yeah, we, we did didn't 30. do 64, yeah. so we did 32. That'll take forever to go through. And, oh, God. And, like, when, you, when, we talk, <laughs> when we talk results later, some of them are going to be like, really? Like, that one won? So, it's, it's, but, hey, it's what our fans wanted. And it's what I wanted. Hey, listen, Adnan Verk, who does a movie podcast and works for at for espn he yep. chimed in on some yeah no yeah. It, glenn one, mecknell, of, one yeah. of them was mecknell very questionable a, and he's a he's a movie yeah. buff glenn mcnell uh checked in on a couple of them and he's yeah. a, we know he's a big movie guy he has that great book which i own the yeah. the movie scene book and pretty sure adnan covers the oscars too which is crazy yeah, yeah, I think he does oscars, everything yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah I, think, awesome. I think he mentioned that when he was when we had him on i think he mentioned yeah, that but we'll talk about the results and and you'll be blown away at some of them because i still don't agree with them yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, so we, we've, done, we've done a lot of basketball talk the past couple of weeks, um, and I feel like Brandon was banging his head against the wall. So No, no, no. I like, I like, <laughs> I, no, hey, look. I, I hate I, basketball. No, I, I hate the traffic. Yeah, no. um, but, uh, well, <laughs> I, uh You know what? I, I, I enjoy the end of the basketball season, and not because yeah. it's over, but because of the playoffs, right? I mean, I think any of these – Much more competitive. Any of the sports where you get into that, you know, I mean, honestly, look, more than – 12 games 16 games like to me it's just like oh my god how do you do it right but when but the cool thing about those sports baseball hockey and basketball is their playoffs to me are super compelling because of the series right the idea of two out of three or you know you know the best of five whatever it is it's not like one fluky thing you have to prove your way exactly i mean what one of the intensities about football is like literally any given saturday or sunday you don't know what's going to happen right but when you get these series, you know, a best of seven, I mean, that I don't know. I just the potential for the drama to get to that game seven is amazing yep. to me. And I yeah. love like I'll watch the Stanley Cup. I'll watch. I will watch March Madness. I will watch the NBA finals. I'll watch um, the World Series. But it's just the rest of the season. It's just it's a long so season. long. You I, know, that's how I am with baseball. Like baseball yeah. for me, like I can't get into every single game. Oh, like, it's, I just, tough. it's not possible. Man. I think yeah. it, I just can't. If I could go to every single game, every home game, and like <laughs> yeah. drink beer and eat hot dogs, <laughs> I would absolutely be on. Every board. night was dollar dog. Yeah, night. and it was like seventy two <laughs> degrees, little yeah. breeze, and that'd yeah. be no sun. I mean, you amazing. You don't have a life if you're watching every Friday and Saturday night game. I mean, you don't. You're not. No. Got to check for a pulse. Right. But, you know, it it is good. I'll just turn it on sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm just hanging out at the house, I'll have it on and just. Because baseball is one of those great sports, though, where you don't need to watch it intently. Like, you can just hear the crack, right? The crack of the bat, and you can run over to the TV and and see what's happening. You know what I mean? You catch the replay. Thank God for replay now. You know what I mean? I'm sure, you know. Back when this all started, you had to sit and watch the whole thing. But now it's like, all right, you catch the replay and and you can watch it. And you, can, it it's great to take a nap to. Do you know what I mean? Like it really oh, yeah. is. Like it's great to fall asleep at like the third oh, inning man. and then wake up in the yeah. seventh or something. It's, it's yeah. Great. No, so yeah, I, I, I genuine but, baseball fans. Like exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so. But I did want to. But I did want to change it up a little bit this weekend, and I wanted to get back to the Eagles. Uh, free agency. Um, and it was active, man. It was been an active right. free agency yeah. period. Um, Eagles got a lot of moves, and we're just going to kind of go through them. I want to get everybody's take on kind of what they think. First, let's just go with who came in. Um, I know John's very opinionated on this, uh, so I'm going to save this for last, and yeah. we'll just kind of go through a couple other guys. Haloti uh, Nada coming into the middle of that line, basically taking Bo Allen's spot. Yeah. Um, but better. But better. And he'll probably get – I hope. I guess we think we get more reps than Bo Allen? or I, Probably mm-hmm. the same. 
same because he's older. Thing? They're they're yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. That with dude, him and the other, he's disruptive, man. With him and the other signing, they're they're both older in age. Yeah. So they're 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 like they're if gonna, you if you can get thirty snaps out of Haloti, you're you're in a good spot. You know, yeah. I mean that that's that's about because then you've got that giant person, super fresh, super disruptive. Uh, how, how much better is he gonna make Fletcher Cox even? Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I mean that's going to be well. I think I think the inside. big thing when when you look at Haloti, the one the other thing that you get, and not that I mean Fletcher's been in the league for a while now, but you've got a guy now that I mean Haloti's been a lot of places. You know yeah. what I mean? He's been right. one of the best in the league for a long time, yeah. and I think you've got a guy now that can not necessarily that Fletcher Cox needs a mentor or a guy, but but it's always nice to have that other vet in the room. Yep. You know what I mean? That that, that isn't going to necessarily. Yeah. I don't know what the D line said. Philip Daniels, a buddy of mine, is the assistant D line coach down there, who's a 15 year NFL vet. So it's like having another guy like that in there, where you've got an older guy in the room that's been around and maybe knows a couple tricks uh, that you may not know yet. You yeah. know what I mean? May may be able to. It's great to watch film with those guys because they'll see things. That maybe you don't pick up on yet, and and especially for the younger group in the room, I think it's good. Well, yeah. I think that would be good for Fletcher Cox is because Haloti Nada faced double teams, you know, his whole career double and triple teams. So oh, God, now yeah. he can give him extra another move, like essentially what you were saying. But he's been in that sh- in right. that place, so now he can give yeah. him all of his experience because it seems like Haloti Nada has always been consistent his whole career. Yeah. Never like the very best in the league at times up there towards the top, but like he's just consistent. I wouldn't want to block slacking. that son of a bitch. <laughs> right. no. I'll right. tell you that. I no. mean, that is a big, big man. Um, so they also got um, linebacker Corey Nelson from Denver. I got to be honest, I don't know much about him. Special teamer. Yeah, I mean, I don't uh, know that he's filling a role. I well, starting. Us, I'm not sure he's a going to be a starting linebacker. I, I don't know. I feel like that from what I've heard, like the scouting report, kind of like third down snaps, yeah. uh, be on the field sometimes for that. And he's a very good special teamer. I mean, um, we were losing slash lost a bunch of special teamers. I mean, yep. we don't know how Chris Maragos is going to be. Brian Brayman's gone. Yep. Um, you know, Matt Collins, like if he becomes a starter, that's he's not going to get yeah, special teams it, yeah. reps. That's originally what he was drafted here for. So bringing in a guy like this, who's a soldier out there, that, yeah, that, it definitely yeah. helps. And because sign. we need to c- keep consistent with our special teams. We've had one of the best in the league. Yep. Can't just let that fall by the wayside. Yeah. And that, that is, it's, it's a guy that gives you depth, right? Yep. He's played a lot of – he's played football. He's been around. A better Najee good for sure. You know, and, and he's also got the ability to help you on teams. And if he knows – if you, when you know you're being brought in for that purpose – that, that you know your role exactly, in, yeah. and he knows his role. Do you know what I mean that? Yep. That's what he is. I mean, there's guys that make great livings in the NFL, special teams players, and he's and, been a Super Bowl winner as yeah, well. So he's so, been there. So before. again, he's got he's got it. He's he's got everything you need. It's not flashy, right? It's not suit the yep. super sexy signing, but uh, but it's a good it one. Fills a need. Yep. Uh, and then they also traded uh, Torrey Smith and acquired Daryl Worley, uh, another cornerback. Um, they're loaded. I mean, they lost Patrick Robinson, but they're still they got a lot of young. Mm-hmm. Talent at quarterback. I mean, at cornerback. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the situation is coming in because now you lost your slot guy. So I don't know who's going to be your slot guy. Is are you going to try? Is Rasul Douglas going to play corners? They're going to eventually try and get him as a safety. It seems like I don't w- know what they're going to do. Worley, just like Douglas, is also from West Virginia. Yeah. So and he kind of plays. They're both kind of ball hawk type guys. Not great, you know. Um, as cornerbacks as well. They, you know, and especially Rodney McLeod, I mean, I think he's here this year, but 
his cap hit next year is really yeah, high. Um, so they're going to have to transition somebody into a safety. And Malcolm Jenkins is getting older. But, I mean, obviously, I think they find somewhere to get safety eventually, yeah. like next year or so. But these guys are going to have to fill in. We're losing Corey Graham because we're probably he's probably going to be too expensive to bring back. Yep. So him and him and Douglas are the same kind of guys. They're transitioning them to safety. Yeah, I mean, I they're in a good situation yeah. and, in, in the backfield. And... I mean, they got rid of Torrey Smith, who was a $5 million cap hit. Yeah. Right. When they were going to release him, right. they got something they got in return, some a guy under yeah. team control. They got some value. And, and look, again, it, in the NFL, you can never have enough defensive linemen, good D linemen, and good DBs. That's yep. what the game is now. Yep. You, yep. Can, yeah. you can have a couple slappies at linebacker and get away with it. <laughs> you, know, you really can. I mean, but, we essentially did. I mean, you think about this defense and what they did. You didn't talk about the linebackers. Najee Good started throughout the whole playoffs. Right. You know what I mean? You really yep. you didn't. You talked about the defensive backs, but yep. really it was the D-line, right? And as long as those two groups are talented in today's yep. NFL, yep. you can win. And as long as you don't have – because, look, the game's going to where you're playing a nickel defense almost all the time anyway. Right. Sometimes you know, six. Sometimes yeah, you know, six you're playing dime, you're playing nickel. I mean, yep. very rarely are there true – Three linebackers, four D linemen in the yeah, game. You know, generally never in that that four three. Yeah, three, in that four. regular yep. standard base defense. So yep. so you need. That's why you're seeing teams that are that are bringing in kind of a they have a stable of defensive backs, guys that can play corner and safety, guys that can play the slot, guys that have multi. You know, and the DBs are also a big part of your special teams unit. You know, yep. what I mean, they're a huge part of. It. They can tackle most of them, well, some of them, but they can run at least. You yeah. know, so so I think that's again, it's a, it's a, and you, you're getting value right yep. at the end of the day, as opposed to just letting Tory go. You know, you you yeah, end you up you something get something for, for it. Yeah. Um, and then the one guy who earned his contract that they resigned was Nigel Bradham. Like, yes, I think he balled out this season. Like, he earned that contract he did. this season. It seemed like all was lost. It seemed like there was like eight to ten teams that are interested interested in yeah. bringing him in. It was he, a shock. I mean, this was a the only thing I fear, and I've said this is it's it was a contract year, so he played his ass off yes, to did. make sure that he got that contract. Yeah. But I mean, we'll we'll see what he does. He he got a lot of confidence because he never was. He like took that next step up this year. Um, the thing is, though, if you look at the way the deal is structured, it's. Doesn't really hurt us that bad. If, no, yeah, if right. we get rid of him next year, how he worked those numbers? How he's a genius. I think he really is only guaranteed. Like, like <laughs> John was going to slap you. Yeah, <laughs> he's not listening but, though. So we're, no, yeah. he's not. But I mean, he really he set this up where it doesn't hurt us, and yet he still got a five year, forty million dollar yep. deal. Like, yep. I think it's only like we only will lose. Like, he's only guaranteed like eight hard. Like. um yeah, it's not that big. Eight million. Thing. Not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's, it's really only not. eight million. It's only, no, it's but only I mean, eight million. I'm no, looking no, no, at the I numbers. I know. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the biggest uh, signing that they made uh, this offseason. Well, trade, they, actually. Well, trade. Um, Michael Bennett they brought in. Um, let's talk about on the field first. Um, he's one of the most disruptive players. He's a force. Out there. You he's have to account for him on every snap. And, and you add him to that group already. Because he's a guy that can go play inside. He can play a three technique. They've lined him up in the in the guard center gap. Yep. yep. You have to know where Michael Bennett is all the time. Yeah, he's very disruptive. Uh, he said today that they could be the Golden State Warriors. For a year I'm not ready to go jump jump that way. Dream team. That's um. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Who said that? What was the quarterback? Vince, Vince Young. Vince Young. Yeah, I was Vince gonna Young. say Vince Carter, but uh, <laughs> Vince he Young. said yeah, exactly. he said the defensive line can be the Golden State Warriors of of the NFL. 
Well, I mean, look, they're, they're a very, very <laughs> talented group. Threes. They're they're Just also they're also uh, it's an older group too. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't yep. know that they can hold that well, together for a long time. Yeah. But but is but it's a it's a talented group, man. Yeah, I, I uh, forget. Oh, sorry, no. I forget according to who this was, but he actually was his most effective in the fourth quarter. So especially with their line rotations, yep. he'll he'll benefit here. Yep. I mean, that was that's what people were trying to do. They were trying to wear the Eagles down because they're substitutions. Just, and when you're eight deep, yeah, you just, just keep rolling them out. That's it. Um, off the field, there's been some issues. <laughs> yes, um, there has. So uh, I'm going to kind of turn this over to John. He's been quiet. Think, uh, we're going to introduce John to the audience here. Um, hey, guys, and, thanks and let for having him, me on. And let's see uh, John's take on uh, the Michael Bennett situation. And, and if you can, just kind of like, like – Introduce like, yourself. And yeah, tell say who you are, what you're about, your favorite color. Um, but if you can set the Hobbies. scene of like, you know, the things that he's been known, you know, what, what are his hang-ups off the field? John? So here's the thing, right? So we talked about Kaepernick months ago, and – you know, for whatever reason, everybody has their own opinions, and that's fine. I told you guys, even though I didn't agree with talking about him, I understood why we did it, and that's fine. And and like like I said, people believe he's not in a league for whatever reason. Everybody's got their own opinions. Whatever. I actually dislike Michael Bennett more than Kaepernick <laughs> because here's the thing. Kaepernick's not on the field maybe because of his stance, but also because he's not good. Right. And, right. and people have evaluated him as not being good enough. Say what you want about all the other quarterbacks in the league that are getting jobs. I get it. The the one thing that I will say about Bennett is he, he's at least productive on the field. Very. All right. So the Michael Bennett to me is like your wife when Michael Vick came here. Right. It hit her personally to the point where she was like, I just can't root for that. Right. And I mean, for whatever reason. So <clears throat> to set up the problem. All right. So. We can all agree that there's a gigantic racial issue going on in this country, correct? Agreed. And yeah. there's a lot of no. There's a lot. Of, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't, been see, under I don't see color. <laughs> XNFL players says there's no racial color. bias. Hey, look, man. I, I don't. Not with yeah, everybody, exactly. but it's there. Okay. <laughs> so, and then, and one of the biggest things are between African Americans and cops, right? Yes. It's it's known. Everybody talks about it. Now, obviously, everybody knows what I do for a living. Okay. So when Michael Bennett decides. He's going to go to a casino, whatever. Shooting happens, whatever. The police get called there. He decides he's going to hide behind a, a machine, a game, whatever he's yeah. hiding. I think it's the all, Wheel of Fortune machine. All the stories have come out now. <laughs> Proven winner. He was, Proven winner. He got up and ran, and the police had told him, stop. <laughs> like, they had information to believe that he may have been one of the shooters. Well, he makes up this elaborate well, they threw me down, they call me this, I'm going to blow your effing head off, N-word, and all this other stuff. And I came, I felt my life was in danger, and they kicked me and punched me and all this. And then video comes out where none of that happened. <laughs> yeah. Not a single bit of it happened. Right. Yeah, they had their gun on them. Well, guess what? That's protocol, jackass. <laughs> I've but had nobody a gun on had, me before. Nobody had their me. gun to his head. <laughs> nobody said, I'm going to blow your brains out, N-word. Like, that, don't, that didn't happen. There right. was video proof of that. So when that comes out, well, that just goes away. There's no <laughs> apology. There's no, well, you know, maybe it didn't happen away. None of it. Nothing ever came out of that. Nothing. There was the Las Vegas PD was like, well, we want an apology because you put us out there. And he was just like, no, I'm good. Right. And nothing happened. How does that happen? If video would have <laughs> came out that that did happen, 
those cops would have been hung from light poles. But that's not Michael Bennett's fault. Michael Bennett should have not. So no, 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 no. But, but, but the reason that he didn't have to apologize is because the media didn't make it. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it's yeah. part, it's the that's part. Because that's not the story. It's the not part the that I'm putting yeah, on Michael Bennett is Being a there's enough yeah. racial divide and there's enough issues with the Afro-American community and police that what he did just makes it worse. Because oh, no doubt. in the court of public yeah. opinion, nobody's going to believe that that video came out and that that really didn't happen the way he said it. Nobody cares at that point. In this world we live in, all that people care about is what you initially say. Right. Doesn't matter what comes out afterwards. So he made whatever the the issues were between those two communities even worse. And personally, I don't want to cheer for somebody like that. Every like he has a book that says like what is it? Things that scare white people like yeah. it's unnecessary. Yeah. Well, it's unnecessary. But we things. don't know what's in that book yet. I, I understand that, but it's because of Y'all his. Y'all didn't read that. It's from his track <laughs> it's record. Not out yet. Right. So, like, oh, if you wrote oh. that book, we would go, all right, we'll give Frankie the benefit of doubt. We don't know what's in that book. Right. He has a track record of doing these things, and you see something like that. And he's like divided that, a locker room before. And you're like, dude, come on. It's, you know what I mean? mean? The stuff is out there. Seattle but. has said that they let they were willing to let him go to quiet down the locker room. I mean, that's Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll lets, Pete Carroll lets anybody do what they want there. To, for them to say that locker room got we quiet because co- Richard Sherman's yeah. not there anymore. Yeah, there's nobody. Uh, completely different. Yeah. But so, so <laughs> my personal opinion is, I was not happy with the signing. I know what he's capable of on the field. He's going to help this team. I'll give him all that. I just, just I won't can't be buying che- a jersey. I can't cheer for a guy like that. Let me put you in a let me put you in a scenario. Okay, uh, Super Bowl fifty three. Yeah, Super Bowl Fifty Three. <laughs> I know. Um, and uh, the Eagles need a sack to win the game, to end the game. He gets the sack. Are you Are you excited about it? I'm happy for my team. All right, I got you. And that's all. That's that's, that's it. Simple. Yeah. Another another. Your birthday comes up. Um, your your good friends here at Two One Five Live chip in and buy you an authentic. Uh, Bennett jersey. What I would. Mean, I, I would I never do that. Yeah, you would never do that. I would never do that. I would definitely. I would definitely do that. Frank would definitely do it. I would not do that. First of all, you just wasted your money because it'll never. It'll, it won't even go home with me from here. I would love to so. see it happen though. I would absolutely <laughs> love to be here and watch that Fine. go down. All right, let's move on a little yeah. bit. Let's talk about the players that we lost. Departures. Uh, Garrett Blunt. Uh, we all kind of saw that coming. Yep. One, year. one year. He, he got a nice, nice four point. I like actually five million dollars. I actually had. Got I thought year. he might retire. I actually thought. But eh, nah, going to give still, you a couple yeah, mil to hang out. Yeah, yeah, he had a pretty good year. Yeah, he had a really good year. So, um, I mean, like I, Brent Selleck. Yep. Um, I, it, it was bound so to happen. I I saw. I didn't see that coming only because they let Trey Burton go, the other player that we lost. I now you got one tight end, so. But you know, and I've had they apparently apparently there's a lot about this Billy Brown kid. I I've never seen him. I don't know. He's a he's been on the practice squad all year. Yeah, that's true. Somebody that they might. I mean, Trey Burton wasn't you know was a free agent, a undrafted free agent. So I mean, maybe they see something in this kid. You know, Trey Burton developed into uh, he's not whoever this Billy Brown is is not Trey Burton. But there's something that they like, and they'll probably draft somebody. People yeah. are thinking like Mike Gusecki from I would love Penn that. State. I would. I just don't think that they're going to do that because he. I feel like he's more of a pass catcher, just like Zach Ertz. And you're going to have like yeah, two of the same. Both of them oh. line up together. Oh, imagine. Ugh. Yeah, Jeez. that would be incredible, and I, um, I would like that. But nobody I don't. Nobody on this list is going to be missed. 
I don't know if I'm the only one. Like, honestly, the most important person that probably left is the punter. Yeah, yeah, Donnie Jones. I, don't now, know. You that, gotta, I agree. He, he's been solid every year. I mean, if you, if you look at, I mean, there, there's really nobody. I mean, Patrick Robinson had one great play. Torrey Smith had a couple. I mean, it's they're all role players. It's all yeah. like you know I mean? there's nobody that you're really, and I think the people that you replace them with are going to give you just as much, if not more. Right, you're not losing you production. That's right. the bottom line. You didn't get worse. No, you didn't. You didn't. So let's you so let's, got so, let's, so let's look at that. So sitting here right now, are they a better or worse football team than they were when they won the Super Bowl? I think they're better defensively. They're better. You I don't know offense yet because yeah, you didn't right. replace Tory Smith. I think they'll be. Yeah, I'm, I, I and so I, I, mean, I think they have to have an answer for that. Cause you, you can't. Like you said you can't go into the season with one tight end. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and especially with this offense. Um, and and you need you do need somebody that can block. So it'll be interesting That's, to see what they do. Yeah, what they do there. Um, but I I think that they're, I think they're better. The the only real concern when you look at somebody like Nata or Bennett is health. They're older yeah. guys. You know what I mean? And can they stay healthy? Right. When you look at that whole D line, they're old, right? You look at Chris Long. You look yeah. you look Fletcher's got a lot of miles on him. Hello, Dinata. You know, these guys have all been around. Yep. So it's that, you know, can they hold up? Yeah. You know, Brandon Graham, what's he in year five, four, five, three? And he's looking for sure. extension. Like five, yeah. He's yeah. So, so who knows what's going to happen but, with that situation. But I think they're I think they're a better football team right now yeah. than they were. I think I think getting rid of Vinny Curry and and giving the rookie more yeah, snaps. I mean, that's gonna be that's gonna be huge in this coming season. He, that's he, got, be a he big got better story. as the year got on. He was never bad. He yeah, got no, better yeah, as the year got he was on. Never he, bad. he he's a guy who like finds his way around the football. Like yep. he, he gets he's had what three or four fumble recoveries. Yeah. He just yeah, got the one to the, the Super ball. Bowl. Right, exactly. Which was amazing. Right. Like still <laughs> yeah. thinking about Yo, it. I'm still watching that, by the way. Is anybody else <laughs> I, still watching this no, Super Bowl? No, I'm not. No, I'm not either. I can't stop. I'm I'm on to the next season. Like we're I do like how um the I don't know, God, I guess it was a few days ago, maybe, or something, when somebody was like, 30 days ago, we were at the parade. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 30 yeah, days yeah. ago, we won the Super Bowl. It's, and been, it, it's just 42 been, days since yeah. we won the Super Bowl. It still go. feels so, good like, every time you should. think about it. It absolutely should. You know, there's no doubt about it. It's a Super Bowl. Um, so there's a couple of guys on the list that they haven't really addressed yet, um, and I don't know what they're going to do. Darren Sproles, for one, wants to play again. Um I mean, do you sign them? Do you sign them on a one? Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be really. For me, it's got to be really cheap. Like I said, I said this a couple weeks ago. I think the running game got better when he got injured, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, I, I love Darren Sproles, but they actually used their running backs that they had that had yeah. wheels on them well, to Clement go. Clement really filled that role, didn't he? Right. Yeah. I think. So I think with, he's he's going to have a bigger year with his the way that he produced this year. I think means Darren Sproles probably doesn't come back, or he comes back for a, a like vet a, minimum. A vet minimum yeah, kind of deal, you know. Absolutely. Were, were you guys happy with Ravens here, or were you expecting a bigger splash? Or they, they couldn't. They couldn't with. I mean, the fact that they made the trades that they did, I think, passed my expectations. Yeah. Um, when you're when you start, you know, the before the league year at like what eight and a half under the cap, yeah, or over the cap, you're limited. Yeah, you're limited to what. So you, you got to like some people. There are pl- definitely people who had the mindset of they need to go get this person, go get this person. You can't, especially when your team is loaded as they did. They were able to sign guys long term, probably for better deals. I mean, you know, you if you look at what some of the receivers made this year, yeah, and you look at what Alshon's deal is, we got the benefit of it. Like Sammy Watkins has not proven himself nearly as much as Alshon. No, has. you're right. And he got what thirty million guaranteed, I think, or something Crazy. like that. Where Alshon only got twenty seven, he got more years and for less money total. Yeah. I mean, because Howie's a genius, right? It all comes down to Howie. <laughs> 
I mean, you got that. That's, cap, that's capologist right there. That's that's what I love about Howie Roseman. Like, I love the analytics to all that kind of stuff. Yep. So I get excited when they, you know, make the moves that they did. Can we talk about um, how it seems like the whole city forgot Carson Wentz as our quarterback? Can we just yep. touch on that a little bit? I like, think it was just a video of him throwing. They were, the yeah, ball. he was today, throwing the football. They bouncing yeah, around about that. But yeah, excited with it. But before that, it was all about like Nick. I listen. I understand what Nick Foles did yeah. for the city, but like people are going overboard with like. I agree. You know, Absolutely. we can't trade Nick Foles. Like you know, like come on, man. If like, you could have gotten something a two or well, better, they still can. They still can, but yeah. now that's barring injury because you yeah. look at the quarterbacks at where they went, nobody's going to give up anything now. Like yeah. when Teddy Bridgewater and Luke McCown or Josh McCown, well, whatever, signed This is a really, York. really good um, draft class to yeah. you. So, so, so teams that that want now, – now what you could see is the kind of deal that moves all over the place, right, where somebody wants to jump up because somebody just traded. The yeah, Jets traded. Colts and Jets. Yeah. Right, so the Jets jumped up, To right? three from yeah. six. Yeah. So, and the Colts got like three – Top second round picks, picks or something, or something like, that. like that. So, so you look at that and you go, okay, what's that mean? The Jets are obviously going for a quarterback, right? Right. Yeah. So you got maybe quarterback, quarterback, quarterback off the board, unless the Giants take uh, Saquon, Saquon, right? Which, Which would be a mistake think, to me if they didn't. Yeah. But from some rumblings that I've read and heard, there may there is talk there that maybe there's a trade there. Yeah. yeah. Right. So maybe the Giants aren't there, and a team bumps up to come get that spot. I think so, it would be smart of the Giants to make a move with that right. because as much as they do need a quarterback for the future, they need a lot more. But I think I do think though that it, the, they want I think they the Giants are best when they run the football. Yeah. Eli Manning is and they best had a when run they run game the ball. And God knows and how it's long. Been, it's been a tiki barberish since yeah. <laughs> since they you were able get, to run the football. You can get like two or three more years out of Eli oh, because yeah. he keeps himself so protected yep. he's he doesn't get hurt. And yep. if he, and if they if the O line is solid yeah. and they can run the football and their defense turns around, their defense is talented. Like that Nate Solder signing for them, that was big. I think that was big. Even though I don't think he deserve he doesn't deserve to be a top paid left tackle in the league. Well, that's a whole different conversation, right? Because, <laughs> because the whole the but whole, they but that they fill yeah. the need they're, and they and there's nobody else stealing right now yeah. because there's the the development off of offensive linemen yep. is is absolutely in the shitter at the yeah. college level. It's so a they, shame. So the draft, like, there's this, this kid coming out. Notre Dame is the place to go. Like, you look at Zach Martin and those guys that have come out of there. And uh, Quentin, I think it's Quentin Nelson coming out that's, of Notre Dame right now. Yeah, he's projected, he's, like, top eight. He's projected to go into the fucking Hall of Fame. Like, that's, how, <laughs> that's how good that guy is, man. Wow. I mean, he is legit. And there's not a lot of those guys, though, right? Yeah, but right. Notre Dame kind of plays old-school football. Their guys it's like, it's the new points, way you know? of the game that's so, kind of ruined it. So These spread offenses and everything like that, it almost makes the tackles, or the so linemen you, null and, and void. And it comes back to even when you get into an NFL camp now or an NFL system, the development process, because of the lack of time on the field and the lack of time in pads, yep. now you have to develop a kid in less hours on the field with less live situations, which for linemen – if you're not hitting each other, it's it's to use my phrase, tits on a bull, right? It's yeah. fucking worthless <laughs> because you're you're not doing what you do, right? A receiver can run routes and be fine, right? I can pass set all day long, or I can get off the ball all day long as a D lineman, but if I'm not actually making contact, it's not real, right? Right, and so they're not developing no lineman right now. What's happening is you're seeing guys like Soldier get great deals, and again, I'm not. I, I, that's awesome for him, but like he's not a top left tackle in the league. Right. Yeah, you know I mean, no. he's a good left tackle. Right, he's not. A, it's like the center from the Giants 
just got yeah. signed by the 49ers for some ridiculous. Justin Pugh, right? Yeah, no, Justin Pugh was the no, 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 no. The, um, the center from the um. There was a guy from the no. Giants. Um, Rich Berg or something like whoever that. Whoever it is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he just made a lot of money as right. a center, right? Because there aren't a lot of centers yeah. floating around. Right. So, so did that. That's, but then, a, that's supply and demand. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we're gonna head to a break. We're gonna mix mix it up again when we come back and have some Sixers talk after this. You're listening yes. to 215 Live on Wildfire Sports. <laughs> If you're considering buying or selling a home in Philadelphia or surrounding areas, then for all your real estate needs, contact Louis Reyes from Weikert Realtors at 267-648-7123. That's 267-648-7123. The key to his success is always putting his clients above all else. Contact Louis Reyes now at 267-648-7123 for a no-obligation consultation and let him show you your possibilities. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a project at your house that needs to get done, but you're not sure who to turn to to help you out? Maybe you already started a project, but you're not quite sure how to finish it, and now your house is all messed up and you're stressed out? Well, here's what you do. Give our friend Chuck Reed the handyman a call. No repair or project is too small. Chuck will make your dream project a reality. Give him a call at 215-672-8875 or email him at handymanservices08 at comcast.net. If you're in Northeast Philly, Bucks, or Eastern Montgomery County, give Chuck Reed the handyman a call. Once again, it's 215-672-8875 or email him at handymanservices08 at comcast.net. Why are you taking pictures of your receipt, Jim? I'm earning cash back, Steve. By taking pictures of your receipt? I don't get it. Let me explain. It's a cool new app I downloaded called Wabi. I earn cash back when I eat, shop, or play at local places in my area. Just shop, snap, cash back. Shop, snap, cash back? It's that easy to use? Yep. I just downloaded the app, created an account, then I shop at a Wabi merchant, snapped a picture of my receipt, and within 48 hours, I had cash back in my Wabi account. That's it? That sounds too easy. It is. I've received 5%, 10%, 20%, or even more cash back on my purchases from merchants on the app. Even better, I can earn more cash back when I share the app with my family and friends. I just send them an invite through the app using my referral code. Do me a favor and send me an invite. Absolutely. And it's crazy how quickly Wabi is expanding in the U.S. Wabi sounds like an amazing rewards program. Go and like their Wabi page on Facebook. That's Wabi, W-A-B-E-E. And if you're a business owner, check them out at Wabi.com. Shop, snap, cash back. Now you got it. Download the Wabi app today. Use the referral code WILDFIRE in all caps to become a part of the shop, snap, cash back. Welcome back, everybody. 215 Live. Again, episode number 40. I'm going to try and do this again. Brought to you by Baconlicious, Baconless Bacony Flavored Deliciousness. John, two Very for two. Good, Killing it, man. I just want to say that when John was typing out the show sheet tonight, when he typed it, he said, Ugh, you're never going to be able to get that out. Yeah. And I did it twice now with no hang ups. Don't act like I haven't had frame of reference of <laughs> your inability to get stuff out of your mouth. Like well, clearly, and <laughs> for people to understand. I'm gonna it. say, <laughs> listen, I've had a lot of things come out of my mouth. All right, <laughs> um, that's, never mind. Um, <laughs> but I didn't lose it. I thought for sure saying, um, "Yeah, you did say that." Bacony, I was gonna be out. But held it together. Isn't he it did. great? He's like in his forties and he can't control himself. <laughs> it is. He can't I say no words. Yeah, that means I'm living a good life. When it you does. just can laugh uncontrollably, that means you're in a good spot. Yeah. That's your wife telling you that it's okay for you to act like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
No, she tells me the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some Sixers. John, you were just down there the other night. I was. Tell me, give me the atmosphere of the Wells Fargo Center, please. We are coming down the home stretch here. Seating's important. 14 games left. 14 games left. I I, I did, did a, a, a post game the other day when they lost. They're losing games that they need to win in these seedings, and they're beating the teams that they should beat, but not even handily. So give me the atmosphere down there, and, and let me get your take on what we're looking at here. I mean, I got to say, for, you know, it's I mean, it's electric. I, I did the, the Pacers game, and then um, even the Nets. I mean, in years past, Sixers-Nets would have drew like 5,000 people. But, I mean, it, it was – it was insane, and it, and the thing I like to see the most is, you know, stars are starting to come out to see it. Um, against the Pacers, Brian Westbrook was there. Salah came through. Freddie was there. AI was there. Like, there, there's more, you know, the Eagles are starting to show up. The fly, like, Drew was in a box. Like, people are coming to see this team play now, you know what I mean? Like I said, against the Nets, two years ago, that would drew 5,000 people and it would have been dead. But it, it was... The next game, I mean, it was electric down there. It was it was a packed house. It was sold out. I mean, the media. I, I notice now, especially now, because the media is even more packed. Like, there's not. It's not just local guys and then a couple guys from the Nets. It's local guys, Nets guys. I mean, there was a guy there from like Israel. <laughs> I read his card as I was going to my seat. I'm like, it's insane. And I I asked Dave Dave Showers, the head of PR down there. I asked him, I was like, why is it so, like, the two games in a row we were down here was, like, packed. Was, like, people were just, you know, he's, people are trying to come out and see it now. People are reporting on it. Yeah. This is a potential playoff team. Like, this is a team that could probably make at least a little noise in the first round. Do you know what I mean? And so magnified through the process that everybody in the world that knows basketball knows the process, and people are starting to see the fruits of it starting to bear now. It's like, I, I got to tell you, it was it – was, uh, it was a great time. I haven't seen it like that in a really long time. It's rocking every night. Like it's amazing. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Like that place yeah. is rocking. Was Iverson drunk? Um, no. So, <laughs> so I got a little bit of inside information. So we're gonna keep our sources quiet, but I got a little in inside information. So he actually works for the Sixers to some capacity. Yeah. So they they pay him for his appearances. They come up to the games, right? Yeah. Come up to the games, whatever. Show off. I mean, the guy's beloved. So he shows up. People are gonna go nuts. So the night that Molly Sullivan interviewed him, he was not working that night, and he knew it. So just like any other human being, he was having a good time. Yep. And she sprung that interview on him, and from our source, AI has a very hard time saying no to stuff like that because he feels like that's right, like his he's obligated, job. Right. You know what I mean? The other night at the Nets game, he must have shook eight thousand hands. <laughs> it was I've never seen anything like it. It was insane. So when he was asked for that, he should have just been like. Right. Now nah, I'm good. I'm hanging out. Yeah. I don't think he did anything wrong. I think what was wrong was that they interviewed him and that, like, you should have been able to tell yeah. from the initial, hey, Alan, would you do this interview and go, oh, yeah, maybe not. Right. But to put a camera in his face and then allow that, yeah. I think was the wrong on the what part about, of the Sixers. So I thought the other, the last game when he was at the, he came to the press conference yeah. The yeah. after game, he seemed a little bit no. as well. He seemed a little I, bit no, no, he wasn't. intoxicated. He wasn't. No. He, and it, and he was making light of the drunk interview. Right. Oh, really? But Good. So before John Clark got him on camera, 
he was like making light of it. Yeah. And he's Nazi, like, nah, man, funny. let me get down from here before I mean, you all catch me doing something. I mean, something I love else. it. He's my second favorite sixer ever behind Joel Embiid. Yeah, because well, you're an ass. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, third well, behind him and Hershey Hawkins. Yeah, I understand. But no, he was, he was well within his Hershey like. Hershey Hawkins. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me. His Mount Rushmore sixers is so screwed right I, now. I also love Dana Barrows. Well, Dana B was the man. I had a Celtics jersey. Only Celtics jersey. We had his rap song on tape. did have his tape. rap song. Yep. But no, he <laughs> he was... And then when John Clark started filming, he kind of got like a little perked up and said some funny stuff and stuff. Yeah. But no, he was That's fine. when he was like, yeah, my little dude. Yeah, it's like he, he did that. That was funny. And he was... I'll tell you what. He was... I mean, he was on the court. And usually like referees and security stuff, like they don't... Like he was on the court in crunch time of that game, like inching up, inching up. Yeah, and we were joking. Like he totally wants to get out there and play. He's stuff, into you know it. What I mean? He's into it. Like he was into it. So that, it's that good was, to have him cool. around there. Like it's good yeah. that he's around there, especially with playoff time coming. He'll be at every game, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be awesome to have him there. Yeah. Um, that the way the atmosphere is in that building, that's going to be no one wants to yeah. play the Sixers in the first round. Right. We right. do not want to play the Sixers in the first round. With, not at with, home. Not with uh, Embiid. Yeah. Not with Ben Simmons. And and honestly, not with Dario either. I mean, he's a wild card yeah. for them in, in this playoff run. Um, but if I was the, one of the top four seeds, the last draw I would want is the Sixers. Yeah, oh, no doubt. They're young. They're young enough to not know what they're supposed to do. Do you know what yep. I mean? Like, yep. just to be an eight seed and be in there and be happy with like these guys will just they're just going to go play, and they're talented enough to win. And that that's I think why there's so much energy right yeah. and so much excitement down there is, that, and people are coming to watch because there's truly talented basketball players on the field on the field on the court yep. right now. Right. And and although they're not where they want to be or where everybody thinks they will be eventually, but like it's really cool to kind of watch the beginning of something. You know, why is that Mevo blinking? Yeah, we're, we're trying to get sound um, on it. Right? Blow, okay. blow wow. up or something like that. <laughs> or bomb. I got a question for you though, real quick, John. What's it like for you having sat in the stands for years, however long you paid for those tickets, um, to now be technically a part of the media? And like get to like you get to go and do the press conferences and all. like what's that experience like? Because like I was thinking about the other day when you were you were on Facebook and you were showing. I was like that's got to be a pretty cool experience to kind of be on one side of it for a while and then all of a sudden now you've 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 made your way to the other side of the curtain so to speak. Yeah, it's weird because Frank and I talked about this. I was texting him from the game the other day and I and I told him I said it's I was able to transition into that you can't be a fan while you're doing media. Right. Like, not even cheer, nothing like that. So I was able to transfer into that kind of seamlessly. I was surprised because I thought I was going to have a hard time with it. But I, when, I, when I was texting Frank the other day, I said, you know, I still – so I'm sitting at the game against the Nets, and I was in – we were in a row that didn't have any tables. It was just chairs. So I'm sitting there, and I had a, I had a guy from Turkey next to me. He was super cool. We were talking basketball, and, like, he was really knowledgeable, super cool. So then, like, D Lynham comes up, right? And she sits right next to me. Now, now we have a relationship with D from here, whatever. Yeah. Sits right next to me. We're bullshitting about basketball. And Tom LeMain, who's like a legend yeah. in this city, sits right in front of me. And at, at one point, I was texting Frank. I said, at one point, I'm talking basketball with D Lynham and Tom LeMain. And I'm like, it like it just hit me. Like, I'm not doing this as a job. Right. Like, this is crazy. Right. You know <laughs> That's I mean? awesome. So, like, that fan still is there. Yeah. Even though or I got to try to be professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told I said I told the story how the very first game we covered, I go down and I, you know, I'm nervous, whatever. And I said to the, one of the guys from the Sixers, I was like, Oh, where do you know, where do you go for the press conference? He said, Oh, just you know, go right through there. 
and, and I, I made a left instead of the right, and I'm in the locker room as, like, they're getting their uniforms on. I'm just standing there like – Nice. You know, and I'm not like five two, like I'm right. you know what I mean? Six five. Like I look like and they're just looking at me like like who's this big dork like <laughs> yeah. just standing in the middle of the locker room? That's awesome. And it just hit me like, wow, this is nuts, you know what I mean? But Very it's cool, cool because you kinda get the best part about it is that you kinda get the like the the best part of having you on the show is that we can get that behind the lines kind of that, view of I, it. I appreciate it. There's other reasons why <laughs> well, we but, I don't yeah. know about that either. But like it's it's cool to like hear the behind the scenes yeah. of what goes on, you know what yeah. I mean? Like hearing Brett explain why they did something or hearing, you know, Ben explain why he didn't make that pass there. Why he did so that is pretty cool. That's stuff that you're not normally privy to as a fan. So yeah. And you're going to, you know. you're going to get to learn. I think I've never done what you're doing, but I've been on the other side of the curtain and it'll be interesting to watch as we do this, what happens to your view. Cause you're going to start <laughs> hearing things and learning things that the fan doesn't always want to know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a lot of things that are kept in-house, you know, that kind of get out. You know, sources says it might get whispered to a media member here or there, right? But it'll be interesting. Like, I know that me being a professional football player changed the way my whole family looks at the NFL, right. you know, the business of it, because they know what happens, yeah. right? You know what I mean? It'd just be interesting to watch. Like I said, you posted that picture of AI, and I was like, he was completely, like, fanning out <laughs> while he was there, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? But could you focus on working, you know? But yeah. but it's cool, I mean, because you are going to see some things now that that you haven't been exposed to. And I'm not just talking about when you walk into the yeah, locker no. room. <laughs> no, they were all dressed. They were all dressed. No, well, so, so I did one game so far, right? And I, when I was my turn to go in the locker room, they were not dressed. Oh, All right. They weren't. There was no – well, so nobody was naked around me, but, like, they were walking out of – like, if oh, when I turned my head to the right, you could see in the shower, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So you're trying your hardest not, not to them. look over because you don't want them be – you don't want to be the guy who's looking at people in the shower. But also there's they're hollering and there's a, they're oh, carrying yeah. on in there, right? And and I'm just kind of, like, like, keeping my head down, but I'm trying to keep the recorder up so I can, you know, record shit. Yeah. And it's just an awkward, but I'm also in the way, so you got like players like touching on the shoulders. But what's crazy right though you. is like how comfortable they are. Like yeah, and it's like uh, nothing. No, yeah. like, like you get so in, used to just being yeah. naked in front. In of my head, everybody. I'm like, it's there's insane. chicks in here, and these Doesn't dudes matter. are just like dropping their towel and pulling their pants. And I was like, well, this is crazy yeah. to me. No, it's a, it's a, that's a different world than itself. Yeah, that's right a different there, world. That's crazy. The locker room's a different world. The biggest thing for me was knowing that when you guys knew I was going through the issue with my season tickets not being able to come on the show and trash him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that was the biggest thing because I wanted yeah. to. Yeah. But you I was can't. like, uh, number one, we have credentials yeah. with them, so I can't. Number two, like, I we're covering it, so, like, I can't. But as a fan, I just wanted to be, tell you guys a story and just go, <laughs> like, this is why I can't stand. You know what I mean? Right. So it was like yeah. uh, it's uh, that weird balance now. To, yeah, like, that was, you know absolutely. I, mean? I understand that completely, man. There, there are things that I would love to say sometimes, but I just know it's better. If not I come to. in here and flip a table, then it hurts wildfire as a whole because exactly. then I can't just go away. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, cool. I had to, yeah. But no, it was, it's fun though. Um, can I just get into a little bit of vindication talk for for me and Mark for a second here? Sure. Um, Tyron yeah. Lue. You can attempt. No, no, no. Uh, Tyron Lue decided that he was going to have to step away from coaching the Cleveland Cavaliers for a while for He's, medical issues. And, and this has been in the works, too. Yeah. So can we just all agree that this came on the heels of LeBron completely embarrassing him and reprimanding him is a great word on the bench uh, in, a, in the Cleveland game? And then all of a sudden, this this comes out like I'm sure it is. Like this is yeah. this is what we've been trying to say. This is what LeBron does to your team. All right. Let me let me give you a rebuttal. 
Don't give me Brett Brown no, no, no. stronger. No, well, because that's, that's the way I'm going. So, but when we he get was with that. when he was with Miami, Eric Spolster's still there, right? And and for all intents and purposes, Eric Spolster was a videographer for that team, right? But managed to take that team. He he didn't get booted out by LeBron. It's not even about getting booted out. It's just the example. It sets the president. It's president. Listen, Michael president. Jordan did the same <laughs> shit. But there was no social media. Oh, right. Michael but, Jordan and Phil Jackson, who's considered one of the greatest coaches ever, were at each other's throats all the time. There was no social media. There's no cameras, phones, yeah, on everything that you do. Yeah, but this is during the game, and he's literally just Jordan did the same exact thing. everybody. He, Jordan did the same exact thing. Shaq and Kobe used to destroy Phil Jackson on the court when they didn't agree with something. But nobody says anything. So LeBron has this, do you want to play for Tyron Lue? If you're a he wanted Tyron Lue. It, yeah, because he because he knew he could get his way. He knew he could control him. Next yes, exactly. Up. It doesn't matter That's though. It. But you, if you bring, if he goes to San Antonio, does he do that to Pop? He'll try. Yeah. But well, does, but does he get away with that? Well, th- no, well Pop a is a different story. No, well, I'm Pop, saying, well, there's it, but, a difference because Pop is the San Antonio Spurs. Brett Brown is not the Sixers. Tyron Lue is not the Cavs. Right, but but a guy like LeBron, regardless, and I I'm agreeing with you guys on this point. It was wrong. And that is why Tyron Lue took a step back. I get it. At some at some point, you got to be like LeBron. LeBron knows his time is ticking away. It doesn't seem like it. He yeah. knows, he knows <laughs> it. He's, he's statistically not, he's the best he's ever he's not, been. He's not going to come out and say it, but he knows that he's limited now. He he knows he can still compete, but he knows that his time is starting to tick away. He's thirty three. He's thirty three. The team is already in the third seed. Only a game up on three teams behind aren't they, them. Aren't they four now? Didn't Indiana get back to third? So they're he's could be. So he's yeah. looking at it like I got to do something now. As a as a superstar, as one of the greatest players ever played a game, he he put his input in. Like I, something's got to be done here. This dude is not doing what we expected him to do. Something's got to be done. And if and if like, who's there is it is who's the the GM for that team? Whoever no he is, doesn't matter. Dan Gilbert. Right. No, so if, so if, yeah. <laughs> LeBron. if he yeah. goes and says, listen, I don't want this guy coaching, they're going to make that move because you got to keep the guy happy. Number one, because you got to keep him happy. Number two, because you don't want him to leave in the summertime. So you do whatever LeBron asks you to do. Co- I say it all the time. Kobe did the same exact thing when Shaq left. He said, get me players on this team. Get me a coach that can coach or I'm bailing. And, and they got him players around him and he won two more rings. But nobody gets on Kobe for that. Yeah, because he's awesome. No, because they say he's a competitor. And yeah, he, but he, it's the same yeah, thing LeBron found did. the way to it keep was, it under wraps, though. That's that. That's because, my point. And I understand. Six I, no, years I, ago, there was no Right, I understand social, social media, media like wasn't as big, but I feel like LeBron, even back then, would still have found a way to get it out in the open before not. So, I think that's just me. That's opinion. That's opinion. 2007 wasn't really pretty year for Kobe. If you look back at it, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, I think was only raped that girl. <laughs> Alleged was it allegedly? Alleg- or allegedly? That was like yeah. four years before uh, that. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so. Now he's just um, an accomplished winner. Oh, that's right. That's right. I think I a lot of it that. has to do too with LeBron. So Kobe was a Laker for life. LeBron's jumped from team to team to team, and it seems it seems from the outside looking in that there always there was always something within those teams. Yeah, but you know he, didn't, he didn't undress Sapolster at any time. I mean, he he had his disagreements, but if you're a superstar player, the best at your position, the best in the league for years, arguably one of the best ever, you get a guy like who's a videographer, you're probably going to go at him once in a while. You get a guy like Tyron Lue, who you just played with like five years ago, who doesn't have... 
the the only reason anybody even knows Tyron Lewis because he gets mocked by AI. It's the only reason <laughs> anybody right. knows him. So okay, I'm going to bring a guy in that I know knows the game, and he's gonna he's gonna do just enough for us to win. When it gets to the point where he can no longer do that, well, then he's no use to you. Yeah, but like it, I said Jordan did the same thing. Kobe did the same thing. Why is it not okay for Are they LeBron losing to do it? because of Tyron Lue, or are they losing because of the trash that they have on that team? That's not LeBron's fault either. Neither what are you one is about? his fault. He's got all the input. He can get the I coach. I understand fired. because he's and trying to he's trying to do the if best. He can get, of if what, he can get the coach fired, he can get the players in. And right. he did that. And yeah, they're yeah, trash. It's not, it's not his fault those players are no good. He wanted them. Because he wanted anything other than what the trash he had on his team. And he bought trash in. But he was trying to do something. He, got he needs like to take some blame. Is way better now than it was. He needs to get yeah, some blame you can't for argue it. That. What before the before the LeBron? It's not LeBron's trade? fault yeah. that Kevin Love can't stay healthy. It's not LeBron's fault. It's not Tyron. Ty- it's not Tyron Lue's fault. I understand that, but at a certain point, when you realize this could be my last season here, I'm 33. I got to get back and try to win this one more time. This guy is not cutting it. Like I, I went out and got. But him I don't know what you mean by he's not cutting it. Because, I don't listen, know what he's I, doing. That, that that why is he the reason they're not winning? Because LeBron went out and he made a suggestion that these are the guys I wanted. He signed off on the trades. He knows what these guys. This team's way better than that team he had before the trades. But they're not winning. Well, why aren't they the winning? They're not winning because the coach don't know how to put them in position to win. We we talk about firing Brett Brown every week, and none of it. Brandon asked what we see from the outside. I don't think any of it's Brett Brown's fault. I don't. If Tyron Lue is not cutting it, if they brought in a team that you're supposed to be better with and it's not working, well, then he's got to go. Maybe maybe LeBron was just wrong. How can yeah. he be wrong? He's the best player in the game right now. What do you mean? How can he be wrong? How, he, he's not a he's not a judge well, okay, of talent. Okay, he's a okay, player. No, you're, I, I'll give you that. Yes, but if you see a team that you have and it's not working, and you know. We have to do something now before it's too late. Let's make these deals. And it doesn't work. That's not LeBron's fault. That just means the guys that came couldn't gel together, couldn't figure it out, and it's just not the right well, mix. Well, that's not but the that's coach's not fault either. Fault. How, that's, how's yeah. that the coach's fault? Because, because the coach always takes the, the heat first. I know. Well, he's take, well, he takes it from the media look, and from the ownership. He doesn't take it from the player. Listen, if, who brought if in you're a GM, if you're a GM, let's be honest, put all your LeBron hate aside. Yep. If you're a GM... And LeBron James in, is still the best player in the game mm-hmm. on your team. And he comes to you and says, listen, this Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, you know, all these guys, like, this isn't working. Like, we need to do something. All right, LeBron, what do you think? You're going to take his input. AI did it all the time with Larry Brown. Take his input, right? Yep. You take his input and you say, all right, we're going to try to engineer trade A, B, and C. And we're going to bring these guys in. And you go... Oh, that sounds pretty good. Jordan Clarkson's a good player. All right, we're going to get all these guys together. And you bring them in for 20 games, and it's not working. Well, LeBron goes back, listen, I can make players on the court better. I'm doing that, but it's still not working. So then what's the problem? It's not LeBron. Well, then where does it stop? Let's say you the bring LeBron's in the, the, problem's so the then, coach. So then you bring in the next coach, and then the same thing happens. And then you bring in the next coach, and they're still not better. Then you get more players, and they're still yeah, not better. Only happened, LeBron will leave before that. That's only happened one time with Tyron Lue. He didn't do it to He's anybody already else. already got one foot out the door. Oh, yeah, but where does it stop, though? So what it if what, what if they going replaced, to another team where he can win? Yeah, well, so then he destroyed that team. When he comes here to the Because Snickers. he forced his team to make trades that they maybe— Yeah, but he didn't destroy Miami. All right, but we're talking about Cleveland, though. Right, but you said the two teams that he's gone to. All right, so we'll just focus on Cleveland. So because that doesn't work with his argument. Yeah, knock let, it off. let's yeah stop with that. We're we're here now. <laughs> we're in the present. Um, I don't even know. I lost my point. I'm done. 
Tyron Lue stinks. I get it. But no, LeBron but, uh, James it, can't be forced to You said where does it stop? Where does it then, stop is what you were going to well, It doesn't so, stop. It, 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 it could be let's, – let's assume that LeBron's not leaving because we don't uh, – he probably is, but we don't know. But let's say he's not leaving. You bring in a coach to replace Tyron Lue, and that's not working out either. Then what's next? That's on the GM to make that work, though, Frank. It's not LeBron's fault. Then why isn't he yelling at the GM? He probably, he probably is. is. <laughs> well, he trashed Dan you, Gilbert when he told, left the first you, time. All right, so you told the GM, I want this guy to be my coach. They brought in this guy to be your coach. I want this guy to be my players. So you brought in these guys to be on your team. And it's still not working. Still not, so, yeah. so now Tyron Lue is is having heart attacks. And then all of a sudden, you're going to trade other players. And then you're going to have to bring in another coach. And if that's not working, the GM can only hire the people. He's not on the court. Right, but you got to bring you got to bring the right people in. Then you can't. You're only bringing who's LeBron's telling you to bring in. My question is, what was the what was LeBron saying to him? What was the situation? Because LeBron, what he does is it's isolation basketball. It's not like Tyron Lue's not calling the right plays. It's LeBron's pretty much playing one on one, and everybody else is on the other side of the court. So it's like, what could Ty Lue have really done at a certain point? What it is? It's just like any other sport, and Brandon could probably attest to this. If you bring a coach in, okay, new coach. Dougie P was a new coach, right? Had Dougie P continued to lose, Dougie P would have been out of here. All right, regardless, we all know that. If you bring in a coach and the locker room's not listening anymore, that could have been an issue too. Maybe the locker room wasn't buying into his bullshit anymore. Maybe they figured we just overhauled this whole entire team and we're just not, the, the message is not being received anymore. That could have been a, a huge issue. If you're not winning and the team's not buying into your issues anymore and your star player's not happy, regardless of the sport, you're going to make a move. It's unfortunate. That's the that's the sucky part about being a coach, and that's, that and, you're going to fall on the sword no matter what happens. And that's the problem with the NBA, right, is the players have all the power. Right. Right? So so the difference and the analogy, again, I know it always fucking comes back to football with me, but but when you look at football, the most powerful guy in the room is the head coach right. in, in the NFL, Right. And when shit's not going well in the NFL, obviously he can get fired. But usually there's a point where the GM comes in and says, you've got to fire guys on your staff to keep your job. right?" So now you've got to fire your defensive coordinator, your offensive coordinator, your special teams, whatever it is. right? This side of the ball, gone. right? So that's basically just moved. All you've done is taken Tyron Lue and LeBron and switched them. Because in the NBA, the player is more powerful than the coach, <laughs> right? So now it's, hey, Tyron Lue has to go, or these other players have to go, as opposed to LeBron. Because LeBron's not going anywhere. Star-driven league. Right, absolutely. And, and that's what they've done to themselves, and that's okay. I mean, that's the choice that they made. So if you coach in the NBA, you've got to understand that at some point, I'm going to be, my career is going to be, you know, dictated I'm second by, fiddle to a player. by how this guy is, if I get that guy, right? And that's what it is. And eventually... What happens is if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That big dog leaves, whether he's jettisoned by the team or whether he leaves on his own because he's pissed, whatever it is. Right? My buddy was the special teams coordinator in Denver this year. And John Elway walked into Vance Joseph's room and said, you have to fire this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. One year on the staff, right? One year on the staff. They didn't have a good year. They didn't. All those guys, my buddy got fired, right? Boom, they're all gone. They're all looking for work, right? Head coach didn't get fired. Yeah. Right. But those guys all got fired because it didn't work. So but all we're doing in the NBA is putting Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan or LeBron James or Joel Embiid above the, the coach. Right. It's just flipped. 
So that guy's never going to be wrong until it's completely done and the whole thing's burned. And and so to Brandon's point, and I agree with him, but think about Chip Kelly, right? When Chip Kelly came in here, everything was going great. Mm-hmm, Chip Aaron. Right? Everything was going great. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy's going to revolutionize the game and all this other stuff. When did it go bad? When, when the superstar player on that team at the time was Jason Peters, and Jason Peters said, I will not step foot on this field one more time for that coach. It's the same exact thing. At a certain point, that message is not getting through anymore. They're not winning. And at that point, Jason Peters goes, listen, I'm not stepping back on the field for that coach. It's the same exact thing LeBron did. Yeah. But LeBron yeah. is so magnified into this holier-than-thou athlete that everybody looks at it like, oh, LeBron's doing it again. It's the same thing in every sport. Had Dougie P not won, all that loving on him bullshit would have not fly. We wouldn't be calling him Dougie if P. If they were 2-14 this year after yeah, going 7-9. and nine, He would have got fired because of his record, not because the star wanted him out. But, what's oh, the, but uh, also because the locker room wouldn't have been buying his bullshit anymore. What's... Where, where right? are the where are the I'm completely ignorant to this. Where are the Cavaliers in They're the, bouncing between third, third, third and fourth. Place. Okay. Yeah. Because of LeBron. Yeah, because of LeBron. He's holding that team together. So, yeah. So if he well, leaves if he leaves, <laughs> that mean, team look, goes right, right into the tank. So look, here's this we're gonna go to a break and come back and talk about NCAA. Did the Mevo just tell you that because it blinked again? Yeah, because it blinked again. <laughs> All right. But uh here's Scott what I'm gonna say. To exactly. This guy, I got the solution. This guy needs to be the player coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers and then he'll be happy. That's and that's it. He and he can even, he can even he give him, just make it official. Just don't even bring anybody yeah. back on the bench. Let him draw up the plays. You know, let him wear. I'm going with that because then he falls in the sword for being the coach. I there you go. Sword. He will and never he, fire himself. Then he ends up in Philly. Well, I know <laughs> yeah. it's going to happen anyway. All right, you're listening to 205 Live on Wildfire Sports. If you're considering buying or selling a home in Philadelphia or surrounding areas, then for all your real estate needs, contact Louis Reyes from Weikert Realtors at 267-648-7123. That's 267-648-7123. The key to his success is always putting his clients above all else. Contact Louis Reyes now at 267-648-7123 for a no-obligation consultation and let him show you your possibilities. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a project at your house that needs to get done, but you're not sure who to turn to to help you out? Maybe you already started a project, but you're not quite sure how to finish it, and now your house is all messed up and you're stressed out? Well, here's what you do. Give our friend Chuck Reed the handyman a call. No repair or project is too small. Chuck will make your dream project a reality. Give him a call at 215-672-8875 or email him at handymanservices08 at comcast.net. If you're in Northeast Philly, Bucks, or Eastern Montgomery County, give Chuck Reed the handyman a call. Once again, it's 215-672-8875 or email him at handymanservices08 at comcast.net. Why are you taking pictures of your receipt, Jim? I'm earning cash back, Steve. By taking pictures of your receipt? I don't get it. Let me explain. It's a cool new app I downloaded called Wabi. I earn cash back when I eat, shop, or play at local places in my area. Just shop, snap, cash back. Shop, snap, cash back? It's that easy to use? Yep. I just downloaded the app, created an account, then I shop at a Wabi merchant, snapped a picture of my receipt, and within 48 hours, I had cash back in my Wabi account. That's it? That sounds too easy. 
It is. I've received 5%, 10%, 20% or even more cash back on my purchases from merchants on the app. Even better, I can earn more cash back when I share the app with my family and friends. I just send them an invite through the app using my referral code. Do me a favor and send me an invite. Absolutely. And it's crazy how quickly Wabi is expanding in the U.S. Wabi sounds like an amazing rewards program. Go and like their Wabi page on Facebook. That's Wabi, W-A-B-E-E. And if you're a business owner, check them out at Wabi.com. Shop, snap, cash back. Now you got it. Download the Wabi app today. Use the referral code WILDFIRE in all caps to become a part of the shop, snap, cash back. Welcome back, everybody. 215 Live. Frank. John, Brandon, Mark, we're going to talk some NCAA tournament, a lot of upsets. Some people like it, some people don't. We'll get into it. We'll talk about it. Um, but one of the things I want to talk about real quick, so Brandon mentioned uh, to John, like, what's it like going down to the game? So it could be, so it's different. So, like, I'm going again on Wednesday, right? Yeah. And I was there. So the one experience I had so far was I was sitting next to um, an established veteran reporter, Right. And the game starts, and as soon as the game starts, this guy's fingers are, he's nonstop typing the whole game. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, and I had my laptop, and I had it open, and I had, like, a Microsoft a Word document open, and I had, I had like, the title, like, just, like, the, the date and shit and my name. And I was going to start typing shit as it happened, right? Um, and I figured that the game would tell me what the story was going to be. This guy, I felt like an asshole. Like, this guy was, like, nonstop, like... I felt like, why am I here? Like, what am I doing here? Right? Right. But I was comfortable. There was like the a lot of... proper feeling, no? Yeah. It was, it's, it's, that's how I feel most days of my life. So it actually wasn't out of the ordinary. Um, but John had an experience um, recently that wasn't as... I mean, it was uncomfortable, but not in the same aspect. Yeah. Before I get to that, I know who you were talking about. I sat next to him right after you, I think. Uh-huh. He is insane with the note taking. Yeah, it's incredible. I, like it, it actually makes you like it dictates how you're going to handle yourself by watching <laughs> him because you're like, I, like I don't, I don't use my laptop because I feel like I feel like if I, if I look down at the laptop to type something, I miss something. So I usually just bring up my phone or whatever, tweet it out. So I mean, this guy, he is insane, like Frank said. But so, oh. I, I'm sitting there, right? So we're in those seats that I described you. And if you've ever been to the Wells Fargo, the seats are small as it is. Yeah. So we're in this row. It's like 12 like regular seats with no table in front of us. So it's I'm sitting in like the third seat. There's two seats next to me empty. And then there's like a seat next to me on the left empty. And then the next couple guys were all sitting next to each other. They were all kind of there together. So it's like being at the urinal. There was space, right? Buffer zone. This guy sat down, had zero buffer zone because his card was on that seat next to me. That's where he was sitting. And he was a rather large man. Nice. Okay. He sat down and he kept his legs completely spread open. So we were <laughs> leg to leg. And I, I was telling Frank, so I'm sitting there and I can feel out of the corner of my right eye. He's staring at me like, like gritting on me. I'm like, and and I and I picked up on it. He's looking at me to move over to the empty seat that's next to me. Now the guy that was sitting the seat over had his phone on that seat. Yeah. So I'm sitting there for like and, I, and the whole but time. But he I'm had just a, like, he had an empty seat to his other side. To the right. So yeah. all he had to do was scoot over. And the whole game nobody sat there. So he could have moved over. He sat in the seat next to me. 
And the whole time, like I could Mexican feel like his leg kind of just like, <laughs> yeah, like giving me one of these, like, yo, dude, scooch. But I'm thinking like, or, nah, I'm good. I'm sitting here. Or he's just rubbing legs with you. Either way. <laughs> so I eventually look at the guy that on my left, and I kind of just give him a look, and he moves his phone. And, and now I'm sitting on two seats. Oh, Jesus. Because he decided he wanted to scrunch me. So I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, why am I sitting on two seats uncomfortable? Because he's got no, like, buffer. He, like That's like being at a urinal and having 15, and like, he walks up next to you. Yeah. And the whole time, I'm, like, I'm looking at him, I'm just like, dude, you really don't care. He's just letting you know he's been there longer. Oh, he has. He, yeah, was, a, yeah. he was a grizzled old veteran. Yeah, but still, exactly like, right. come on, man. Dude, sports writers are nuts. They're crazy <laughs> people. Yeah. But they really are. The guys that have been around for a long time are, are nuts. Absolutely yeah, not. I've they get stuck in their ways, and they, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're, like Frank and I are so out of place down yeah. there because we're, like you said, we're the fans. Plus, we're like kind of new. So, the the way that it goes after the game is everybody goes to Brett's press conference. You do the thing there, and then when you leave there, everybody kind of hustles to the the locker room to get a prime spot in the locker room, and they open the door. I'm like, I don't run. Like, I feel out of place if I run to the locker room like the rest of them are doing. So I just, <laughs> whatever. And me being as tall as I am, I can just put my phone over their heads and record anyway. No big deal. But so the last game I went, we're in the press conference and, and Brett was taking some time. He was talking to the owner. So I come to find out that apparently they've started to open up the locker room earlier for people because the players want to get their thing out of the way and get, get out. out of there. So the people who are like the veterans are sitting in the press conference and they're like pissed that they've been open in the locker room earlier because they're like, well, by the time we get there, the players are gone. Mm -hmm. So as soon as the guy, the PR guy comes out, he goes out oh, the locker rooms over like everybody left. It was like me and like three other guys with Brett. So I'm like, I'm asking a question. Tonight, baby. <laughs> like I can do it now. You know what I mean? Cause I like, I'm the new guy. Like I don't, but it's weird when you That's awesome. at a press conference because you have to almost over-talk people to get yep. your question out. Yep. And I still don't feel comfortable with that yet. So once everybody rolled, I'm like, oh, yeah, tonight's the night. All mine. And I got it in. That's I was awesome. like, I was like, yeah, First baby. question. But, like, Pop just, cherry. it is. Like, you're right. Like, they just get so, like, territorial with who's going to ask this and who's going to ask that. And, like, the one girl with her camera, she's always, like, right, you know, got to be in this spot. I'm like, it is a competitive. It's funny to listen to guys you know? yeah, in, in football because it's always about the press box, right? And the guys, like, they bitch when it's not a nice press box. Like, you're there to work, right? You're there to watch the yeah. game, report on the game. Yeah. It's not about the snacks. Right. Do you remember all this place there, cold? You know, they only give you a hot. I mean, you just hear, like, when I was doing games this fall and I'd go to a game, I'd, I'd sit and you'd hear all the guys, the beat writers, the guys that are. You know, the pen and paper guys or whatever, it's the computer guys now, yeah. right? But, like, God, they just complain. Oh, where are you going next week? I'm going here. Oh, it sucks there. You know, it's drafty or whatever it is. You know, it's just, God, they're just – but your job is to watch sports. I yeah, mean, there, yeah. There's worse things to do. Yeah, exactly. Not a lot of money, some of them. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, they're not they're an odd bunch. By the way, if that happens to me on Wednesday, I'm probably just going to get up and find another spot. I'm, I'm not dealing with that the whole time. Sit on his lap. <laughs> yeah. Just get up yeah. and sit I'll start, on his lap. I'll, I'll lick his earlobe. Chew on it a little bit. Big <laughs> fat <laughs> earlobe, I'll lick it. <laughs> like a piece of jerky. Does your wife listen to this? <laughs> Seriously. Uh, listen, it's worse at my house than it is here. I was going to say, me. she's got it now. <laughs> you do it in me. front of her? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Listen, they've been together for like twelve years. That girl ain't going anywhere now. Yeah, she knows. <laughs> yeah, she knows what she bought into. Yeah, she, she's fully understanding. <laughs> All right, let's get into doesn't this. Doesn't mean she understands it. No, right, she okay doesn't understand it. it. Yeah, I think she just tries to make sure 
I don't teach it to my son. She accepts it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's get into some tournament talk. A lot of upsets, man. Yeah. A lot of like great, a lot of really good games, man. Um, and a lot of really bad ones. It's, a, lot, a lot of really bad yeah, ones, too. Yeah. It's either extremely competitive or not at all. Um, but but coming down to the Sweet 16, the only game that's kind of out of whack um, is the Syracuse-Duke game, and Syracuse is getting 11, and everything oh. else is like within like four or six or yeah. something like that. That last Syracuse game was like one of the worst games. Michigan I've, State game? Yeah. Oh, my God. For people terrible. who aren't a Syracuse fan, yes, but I've been a lifelong Syracuse fan, so for me it was amazing. 2-3 zone. <laughs> yeah, no, I will Sarah, watching, Syracuse, watching Syracuse basketball is just terrible. It, it really is. Listen, guys, I'm going to cut you all off because that's my squad. I'm fine uh, with their football, <laughs> even though it's not much. Yeah, their football's not, that hasn't been great. Well, let me ask you a question. When does J- so we were talking about coaches earlier, right? Yeah. How many national championships has Jim Beheim won? One. One. Okay. When does he get held responsible? It's different in college, though. I, but, but listen, yeah. you. I mean, because he's bringing in the money, yeah, regardless I, yeah, of I, what. It's recruiting. It, that's all. That's all they care about. Yeah, but at what point, though? Like, if you're if you constantly have like NIT it depends, seasons, like it depends it, who you are. Like, he's a. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame guy. So he leaves he when he right. wants. Yeah, he, he was a big. He, he was a big part of anybody else. Will be gone by now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like like Phil Martelli should it's be gone at this point, but he's not because he's it's who he is. Dumpster fire. It's kind of like yeah. LeBron. It's the only way. It's the only <laughs> reason Fran Dumphy's been there probably two years longer than he should. Yeah, because Fran of his name. Yeah, he made his exactly. bones over at at Penn and. Yeah, no, and that's you know what I mean. Like, it. <laughs> right, yeah, it, you make that jump into a different anyway. So, anyway. what do you do? You guys like the upsets, or you do you not? Do you think it waters it down? I, I think it's watered down. I love it. Like I personally love. I I don't care who's playing unless it's Syracuse. I always root for the underdog. I don't care who it is. I love it. I, well, I, I, I they're take, good before the Sweet Sixteen. I yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter to me as long as the games are competitive all the way through. I don't like. I don't want to see get to like a, a sweet sixteen or a final four, and see like a blowout because one team's so overmatched. I mean, it's what do you want to see? Do you want to see competitive basketball or do you want to see the upsets? And that's what you have to choose. And but the upsets are competitive basketball. No, generally. I mean, I mean like the, you know, the not dominant Virginia. teams. No, right. not Virginia. They shit the bed. Well, yeah. they also they 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 also lost one of their best players, even yeah, though but he was off the bench. That sorry. affected them big time. I knew that that I knew that that was going to bring them down. I didn't think first round, but I thought second by twenty points. But I, I yeah, he wasn't a twenty because point guy. they no nah, that was a no. that was an over we overlooked this community college loss. Like yeah. that's one of those guys yeah. did not take that game seriously. Yeah, the coach did. The coach looked like he didn't know what the hell was going on for the first thirty minutes of basketball. Yeah, yeah. he had a glazed look over his face, like I don't know what to do right now. Yeah, had no answer for any of it, and that was that. I mean, it was over. They completely yeah. looked, and to an extent, right? I mean, you can kind of get it from a from a player's perspective. Yeah. Like they're a community college. Like it's like three trailers in like. <laughs> Baltimore, you yeah. know what I mean, and a, that right. high school and, gym. And I love it. I love it because you you always have that team, or maybe a couple teams, where there's like one guy that's like he could have played for Kansas or whoever, right? But he Some, didn't for whatever reason. Yeah. Didn't come or like, like nobody knew who Steph Curry was until that tournament. Right. Like you, you never heard of him until the tournament, right? Most of the guys that go to those kind of colleges are going to go because they know they're not going to get playing time anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. and be, and because of the one and dones, if you're good enough to play college basketball, the last thing you're to do is go to a Kentucky and not play. And then, you know what I mean? Like then it kind of, it kind of gets you out of that draft talk kind of thing. So you go to a team like Davidson that you can shine, you know, UMBC, they got a guy who's probably going to get drafted now. 
because you go and you watch, oh, God, this kid's pretty good. He could have gone to Duke, but he would have been like an eighth man on Duke yep. compared to starting somewhere, making an NCAA tournament, getting a little bit of notification, and probably getting drafted to the league and because of it. I love rooting against the big four, like the like the Duke, the North Carolina, Kansas, and Kentucky. I root against them so hard. I don't care who they're playing. I could hate the other team with a passion, but they got to beat those four teams. I think in, I think in the new tournament, like this tournament, the after-the-one-and-done kind of rules came into effect, I think I like the upsets. I like the fact I, – I enjoyed – Duke versus North Carolina when it was Duke versus North Carolina. Right. right. When guys you know I mean? stayed there for four right. years. When, when Syracuse was really good, right? Yeah. When yeah. Kentucky, like that's when college basketball was super special and I watched all of it and you wanted to see that, Matt. You wanted to see UNLV Duke at the end of the year, yeah. you know, in the, in the final game. You, you felt cheated when it ended up being in the semifinal, right? You want that to be the last one. But I think now with the way that they've absolutely destroyed college basketball, yeah. I mean, this is kind of the fun of it is... The upsets. Yeah, the upsets, because all of a sudden, yeah, you've got a. First of all, I got a bunch of people I don't know who the hell they are, anyways. <laughs> right? I might right. as well kind of enjoy the Cinderella story, yeah. as opposed to a bunch of guys on Duke that I have no idea who they are, and they're all going to be gone next year. Right? You know, so so yep. we got to start fresh, anyways. I, I think it's just a product. It's kind of like the O line issue and, and quarterback yeah. issue in football, right? The college game has changed so much, right, because of the pro game or vice versa. And I think that it's it's there's an issue there in college basketball because of the pro game, whereas the issues at the pro level in the NFL right. because of what's happening. You know, what surprisingly game. hasn't been brought up that much is the whole scandal that's going on. Yeah, I mean, not obviously yeah, they're not going to talk about it, but like, you the whole know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, you would think that that would get more play, more shine. I know it that the, everybody. Arizona. <laughs> yeah, 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 it did. No, that's true. But I mean, like you don't, you're not like. I'm surprised we haven't been beaten over the head with it. But I mean, I guess that's the network saying like look, all the facts look as possible, right? Uh, of, like whether you're a fan or not, how come Dickie V doesn't do the tournament? Because people are tired of him. Same reason he's, they he's take Chris Berman out. He's they're shticks. But isn't he? But isn't he really college basketball though? Like, he's what, ESPN. be involved somehow? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's ESPN. But isn't that ABC? He's more too, network now. Other on CBS, no. right? Yeah. It's it's all it's Turner. And he's, it's, he's become like, you know, that guy where like he says shit and he's just like, what is he talking about? Like he's he's I mean, starting to like lose that touch yeah you know what i mean yeah like to me that's just my opinion. i love like, bill, right. I love bill it's rafferty overdone. like it's he's overdone. my favorite rafferty's the best yeah rafferty but he's also getting to that point where he's like sticky almost yeah you know what i mean well, that's what happens baby. yeah I mean, that's, what, that's what happens when you when you get to that point where you're bigger than the game like you yeah. just like you know like we all loved that era of sports center with like Stuart scott and dan patrick and keith Olbrin. like Jokes, when that all uh, first started they they were they joked around. They all had their own catchphrases, and that was all cool back then because it just it was brand new to us. But yep. twenty years later, did you want to hear Chris Berman still saying backpack like you were tired of? No. It. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Dicky V's kind of like uh, and and he says shit, and you're just like, hey, he's not even right anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah. now he's even like wrong. He's even watching the game. Like. Yeah, like you're just like it's enough already. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Villanova a little bit. I they they are. They're the one number one seed that actually is playing like a number one seed. Yeah, um, they look like the best team in the tournament right That's now. That's Jay Wright. That's all Jay Wright. That's all Jay Wright. But I mean, they have talent. I don't feel like they're being. Oh, and John mentioned this earlier. Like they're being overlooked. Maybe they're not getting the respect they deserve nationally or in yeah. the city. Uh, I think nationally. nationally. Yeah. I, see, in the city is different because the the Big Five basketball is not like it used to be. Nope. And people look at Villanova as being like. The preppy, we're better than you. We're outside the city. Yeah, kinda. we're not even. 
it's more mainline. It's more nationally that I kind of mainline. I kind of let it bother <laughs> me nationally on the because mainline. if you Fuck. if you think about it, right? <laughs> the last successful time, people on the mainline, yeah, and that's the way the Horrible. city looks at it. Yeah, it is. That a, see, I know it is. That's why I love this. Shame. If you look at it, right? So they have a chance to go to the finals two out of the last three years, right? That doesn't happen in college basketball, right? North Carolina had a chance. They got beat. The last back-to-back championship was in 05 and 06 when Florida did it, and it didn't happen between had, had before that since 91-92 Duke. Jay Wright doesn't get, number one, for all intents and purposes, he does everything the right way. Yep. Right? There's never been any scandals. He still gets quality national players to come to his program. So he's not out there doing shitty recruiting by saying, hey, we're going to pay you. Just here's one a check. Fill right out. Right? He doesn't have one and dones, which is unheard of. Yeah. So he's successful every year with guys but I, because they stay. But I think that's part of it, right? I, I, so I, I'm cutting you off. I apologize. No, I think that he knows what's successful in college basketball doing it the other way. Yeah. Right. So there's there's two different ways. God, I hate it. I always go back to football. I apologize. There's the quarterback driven model, right? When you've got Tom Brady, right? You've got that special freak guy that can win the games for you. Yep. Right. And then there's the way that like um the Giants win. Now Eli's a good quarterback, but he's a better quarterback when they can run the football and they like they win a certain way, right? And I think that Jay Wright understands at Villanova, especially He's got a little niche there. He can recruit kids that are going to be there for three, four, five years or however long you stay playing basketball. And you can win that way because it's the team, right? It's a team with a couple superstars. Whereas when you've got five kids that are 18 years old and are only there for the fall, the spring semester, do you know what I mean? Or the first year, like they don't give a shit about anything. Like you can, you can develop a true team and a true chemistry and a true love for those colors when you've got a guy there for three, four, five years as opposed to the one-and-done guys who just want to go get paid. And I think that that's why he's successful because he knows the right kind of kids. Like, he doesn't try and get those other guys. At least he doesn't seem to try and get those other guys. I'm sure he wouldn't say no to he a gets, he, He'll oh. get one or two. Like, he'll get one a year that could probably yeah. go play for Duke. Brun- right. Brunson was a top recruit right. for Villanova, You know what I mean? Too. So he'll but get a guy. Like, every year he has a guy that could go play somewhere else. Right. But – that person goes to Villanova and falls into Jay's system. And, yep. they, like, he doesn't get enough credit. Honestly, arguably, he's probably the best coach in college basketball that's right now. About, yeah. That's yeah. where I was like, going. Like, to be totally there. honest well, with you. The funny thing about, right now, he's the, probably the best coach in college, yes. college basketball. The funny thing yeah. about Jay Wright and Villanova was, like, and you know just from growing up here, Villanova was always considered, like, not really the big five school. No, you they know weren't. What I mean? Yeah, they weren't. They were, they're not, like, they're people, not people didn't, Yeah, people didn't like them. And and people didn't like they're their fans. Mainline motherfuckers. They're mainline motherfuckers, right? But Jay Wright kind of changed that, right? Now yeah. you've got the whole city behind them. I mean, he's got well, he's got Philly kids going to know, play there, too. Yeah. You know what I, I like about this is Bridges actually has a chance to be a lottery pick, to be, like, top ten. Yep. Where, like, every star they've had before, like Scotty Reynolds, he went played international. He didn't even make a squad. Yeah, Archie Diacono got practice squatted by, you know, the Spurs, like, stuff like that. Like Josh Hart's out there. Josh, Josh Hart's Hart, out Kyle there. Lowry. But I'm saying, like, but, like, saying, like, a guy who actually is going to go, like, has a real chance to get drafted high. Like, that guy who's going to be a star. Kyle Lowry didn't develop until he got traded to... Toronto, Toronto right. essentially. Like, he was nothing in Houston. You know, those guys, none of them were like, this guy is going to be an NBA, like, legit player. 
this is now a story that if the if they can go, they can win the national championship and Bridges go. That's that guy that you can like look at. You're gonna doesn't matter what team he goes to, that's gonna be your guy that you root for, like and that guy who brought Nova a championship. And right. then, Brunson and Bridges are both Brunson. gonna be probably lottery picks. Right. Yeah. Right. Um we're gonna go a break Bridges in a minute. Has just been out of his mind oh, right now. But let me ask you guys let's just address the elephant in the NCAA room, okay? Um Sister Jean Dolores Sister Schmidt Jean. Um, from Loyola, Chicago. After every game, they wheel her down onto the court, and then all the players and all come up and hug her and kiss her. And this was because of you, Sister Dolores. Uh, what do you guys think of that? It's a nice old tradition. Yeah, why is that a problem? Jeez. I didn't say, it was, a, I didn't say actually, it was a problem. Nobody actually cares. I didn't say it was a problem. I just wanted to like, what do you guys she think? Do you think like, no. why'd you call her an elephant? Well, uh, it's the elephant in the room. <laughs> no one's, no one's that, talking about it. Uh, she's in a wheelchair. She's older. She's just a frail older woman. That's just, that's, what do you think it's putting pressure team. on her? It's putting pressure no. on her. Yeah. To come like, to the what, game. Like, what if they lose? And she's gonna because th- they're all telling her this is because of you. They've but already they made it farther. No, they've already made like, it farther than they could have ever imagined. If they lose, if they don't win the championship, she's gonna die. What? Oh, stop! Yeah, that's she's the, gonna have that's a heart to go to now for stop. teams. Like that's the thing now. You always you need go to, have to a, like you just a thing. Ki- a you just killed a woman. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> Congratulations! Yeah, it won't be the first. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> oh, Jesus! That's a rat. <laughs> I'm just saying. I feel like I don't think it's fair to the to the lady to to have her. Be the representation of your basketball team. That's all. Well, it's a it's a feel good. It's story. nice. It's a, it's a no, story. Right? It's all very nice. nice. It's like the old lady in uh, I s- the old man in Minnesota, right? Wasn't there an old man? Yeah, the old, yeah, and the old man. And we have one. And we have one here too. I, old woman in Minnesota. Old, old man here. Everywhere. I, I listen. <laughs> I smile when they do it. Like I, I like. I honestly, I, I like it. I, I enjoy it. I don't. I don't think it's bad at all. I just feel like they're putting pressure on this old lady that she doesn't need in her life at this age. That's all. You're right. I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I think we she's just, she's Instagram get, memes can now. We, can we get her on a on a interview next week? You yeah. think? I don't know. I don't know if she wants to I mean, come not, on not, just killed her. Not, not <laughs> I mean, you just called her an elephant, but we don't have to talk about that. Uh, listen, I, I she's a wonderful old woman. Um, you never met her. I can tell, but she I seen her get interviewed. No, I yeah. seen her. I seen her get interviewed. Okay. Um, you know, and I'm just by what I've seen of her, she's pleasant. She's enjoying the whole thing. It probably isn't bothering her at all. It should. But for me, I wouldn't want my grandma would, putting that. Position. You would feel pressure, wouldn't you? I would feel pressure. Yeah, I would. I can. Yeah, I w- that's mental fortitude. But I also right felt pressure on with the Eagles Super Bowl that if I got up to go piss, they were going to lose. So, <laughs> it's just not. It's just me. He's unreal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Not surprised. Sorry, just said nobody has a problem with it. I just wanted to check. That's yeah. all. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, all good here, Captain. All right, good. Uh, you're listening to Two and Five Live on Wildfire Sports. If you're considering buying or selling a home in Philadelphia or surrounding areas, then for all your real estate needs, contact Louis Reyes from Weikert Realtors at 267-648-7123. That's 267-648-7123. The key to his success is always putting his clients above all else. Contact Louis Reyes now at 267 648 
888-888-7123 for a no-obligation consultation and let him show you your possibilities. Let me ask you a question. Do you have a project at your house that needs to get done, but you're not sure who to turn to to help you out? Maybe you already started a project, but you're not quite sure how to finish it, and now your house is all messed up and you're stressed out? Well, here's what you do. Give our friend Chuck Reed the handyman a call. No repair or project is too small. Chuck will make your dream project a reality. Give him a call at 215-672-8875 or email him at handymanservices08 at comcast.net. If you're in Northeast Philly, Bucks, or Eastern Montgomery County, give Chuck Reed the handyman a call. Once again, it's 215-672-8875 or email him at handymanservices08 at comcast.net. Why are you taking pictures of your receipt, Jim? I'm earning cash back, Steve. By taking pictures of your receipt? I don't get it. Let me explain. It's a cool new app I downloaded called Wabi. I earn cash back when I eat, shop, or play at local places in my area. Just shop, snap, cash back. Shop, snap, cash back? It's that easy to use? Yep. I just downloaded the app, created an account, then I shop at a Wabi merchant, snapped a picture of my receipt, and within 48 hours, I had cash back in my Wabi account. That's it? That sounds too easy. It is. I've received 5%, 10%, 20%, or even more cash back on my purchases from merchants on the app. Even better, I can earn more cash back when I share the app with my family and friends. I just send them an invite through the app using my referral code. Do me a favor and send me an invite. Absolutely. And it's crazy how quickly Wabi is expanding in the U.S. Wabi sounds like an amazing rewards program. Go and like their Wabi page on Facebook. That's Wabi, W-A-B-E-E. And if you're a business owner, check them out at Wabi.com. Shop, snap, cash back. Now you got it. Download the Wabi app today. Use the referral code WILDFIRE in all caps to become a part of the shop, snap, cash back. Welcome back, everybody, to 205 Live. I wasn't ready for that break. <laughs> Our commercials got really short. I was trying to, I was, I just was reading that Joel Embiid has five of the Sixers' eight turnovers. And they are, were losing at halftime 56 49 to the Charlotte Hornets, who they were at eight and a half points. They're down one now. Okay. Um, guys, thanks, TK. We had a big uh, movie scene bracket tournament we talked about earlier that uh, still having it. Still having it. Um, we are through the first round, right? You want to talk in the microphone or? Yeah. Sorry. Today was the last of the first round. My apologies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to kind of go through what we got, like what the submissions and, and, and what the, the results were. John, if you want to. I think yeah. that's what John's working on right I, now. Yeah, well, he knew this. We're, was, we're over here. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. How much I'm writing? Let, let's talk about Sister Jean I just over here. Say, <laughs> I just want to say that John wrote out the show sheet and he wrote, you know, that this is where we were going to start doing this at 830. And it's just. That's it. And he's just not ready for it. No, we're good. Go ahead. We'll start talking. I you mean, distracted listen. him with the old lady talk. So, it, so we we decided to have and like snow, a fan the poll. Snowman that he drew. Kind of. Yeah. No. It was <laughs> yeah, instead of drawing the snowman, he should have got the results. It's a good down. snowman, though, John. We um we decided to have like a fan poll, like movie scene. A couple of other shows here are doing different things. So we're like, all right, because we're always talking about movies I never saw, and you know, what are the greatest movie scenes of all time? So we actually made it so that it wasn't. The greatest, like Frankie said in the beginning of the show, not necessarily the greatest movie scenes of all time. They were like suggestions. Suggestions, what people thought. I threw a couple of my suggestions in there, but whatever. So and it, <laughs> so what we have so far, like we have two of the brackets done, and there's a couple things that really kind of like blew me away. Right? So my favorite movie is Tombstone, right? Yep. I think the best part of that movie is when Doc kills Johnny Ringo. 
because yeah. spoiler. Yeah, spoiler alert <laughs> for anybody who hasn't seen it. So how long has it been? He's he plays like he's sick, right? And then yep. when Wyatt leaves, he gets up, dresses in Wyatt's coat, goes out there and acts like wider. And Johnny Ringo just totally turns into like, oh, the game wasn't with you, Holiday. You know what I mean? Like he right. totally will whatever. I think it's a great scene, altogether great scene. Not the best scene in the movie though. No, but I, for my opinion, I think it is. So they went up against Raging Bull, which <laughs> by all intents and purposes is one of the greatest movies ever. And the the scene is he gets the shit beat out of him, and his big line is, "You never got me down. Yep. You beat the crap out of me, but you never knocked me down." I thought for sure Raging Bull was running away with it. Well, Doc Holliday beating, killing Johnny Ringo, beat that out. I think, and here's here's my thought on that. More people that are on social media have seen Tombstone than have seen Raging Bull. Yes, I, I, I agree. Yeah. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, yep. I, I think that that I think that I was kind of thinking about that, looking at some of the matchups and looking at some of the the movies, and now. You know, three of us at least in this room are old enough to like remember VHS tapes and stuff like that, right? <laughs> I remember so, VHS I tapes. Remember. So <laughs> I burned through my Toy Story VHS. Oh, there we go. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the problem with the problem with VHS is you can never differentiate the porn one from the from your regular one. I know. No, yeah, well, I, I didn't have have West Side Video. They had brown ones for the porn. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, so we knew. That's awesome. Boy, that divulged <laughs> the yeah. wrong way. West Side yeah. Video. Um, the hell was God I talking right. about? That's a Frankfurt video. Yeah. I used to go to Family Video. We had a West Frankfurt Coast video. West Coast, Coast, sorry. West <laughs> Coast. Yeah, there you go. You got it. I don't know what we had. Oh, sorry. Blockbuster. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. The last one just closed. Yeah, I know. In Alaska. The the Blockbuster out, out in Chester Springs is now a really nice bar. Oh, really? Really nice bar. Yeah, it's not called Blockbuster. It's not set up like a video store, though? No, no, oh, yeah. no. But it was a Blockbuster when I when I first moved there. Yeah. And now it's a bar. Upgrade. It's a, a very big upgrade. <laughs> very big upgrade. But I think that that's, when you look at some of those matchups, right, like that happens, right? There, People on Twitter, like the younger kids, probably yeah. haven't sat down and watched Raging Bull. Because Tombstone, you can catch on a Sunday, right? You know what I mean? On 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 AMC or what, you know, yeah. all, TBS, and all of a sudden it's on yeah, all day. And that's one that... True. I think enough people still stop on and it's become like a, you know, kind of a, a relatively new cult classic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Raging Bull. You Raging can only Bull, show 30 minutes on TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. Too. yeah. You can't watch. It's a big part of that too. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's why. It's a I, piece I of fucking chocolate. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. A lot of the matchups probably were that, but I mean, there was a couple, there was a couple upsets. One that made me really happy. Well, I guess. Two of my movies, my favorite let's movies. Go, but, let's go through them. We, we got to so, like set up a... So so Doc killing Johnny Ringo beat Raging Bull. The Bronx Tale, You Can't Leave, You Can't Leave, beat Shawshank, which got a lot of pushback of Shawshank fans that thought what that was, was ridiculous. This, what was this Shawshank scene? When the escape, right? escape, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that should have won. True, but it, I think this goes to what Brandon was just saying. Everybody knows that Bronx Tale scene. Right now, you just can't leave. It's a it's a culture like you know it's a cult classic. Yeah, yeah so I think I that's what had to do with it, and that actually won, and you I, know, by a lot of votes. I, too. I think too because it's probably a a, a major uh, a majority of the people voting are followers of the show and us, and they're most of them are probably from Philly. Right? Yeah. And I think that that kind of mob, yeah, that mob kind of movie, the city movie, more, yeah. maybe Northeast. pulls a little bit, the Northeast, <laughs> yeah. exactly, pulls yeah. a little bit more than, than 
you know, some mainline guy that gets stuck in prison for murdering his <laughs> wife and escapes. Goddamn mainline. <laughs> mainline. Um, next result, we had Full Metal Jacket beats out a few good men. Obviously, Full Metal Jacket, when they first meet the drill instructor, I think that is, is pretty classic. I think that's, that's for me, one of that's those. Like, that's one of those that aren't, it's not like a new movie compared to old movie. What, They're kind of both like. What was the few good men scene? Well, you can't handle, handle it. Yeah, I mean, classic. So. Taxi driver, are you talking to me? Be Titanic. I knew that was going to be a landslide. Titanic when Jack dies. Um, the one that was really close, scene. and this is the one <laughs> that I'm going to address. Guy. I'm going to address Adnan's vote. Titanic scenes. Ad- Adnan's a, a friend of the show, and he he's been voting. You know, he does the the cinephile podcast. Yep. Um, like Taylor said earlier, he he's he's been at the Oscars. He covers the Oscars. He this this matchup surprised me. So I think. Well, the number one overall seed was Godfather when he went into the restaurant and killed Salazzo. Right. That was the number That's one overall that. seed. They got the most requests. Correct. All right. They went up against Platoon, which I agree the end where Elias gets killed is probably one of the greatest scenes in movie history. It's just shot uh, the if right I can be way. be honest, I never made it through the whole movie. It's well, Ooh. this this scene I've has never seen it. So. It's been sh- it was shot God the right way. Kids. Like everything kind of like was perfect, right? He picked Platoon, which I was surprised for a guy like him not to pick The Godfather. Yeah. But then he he did preface it by saying he's a huge well, he Will said, Defoe fan. So. He also said on when he we had him on that Godfather was his number one yeah. movie overall. But he just said he picked Platoon because he's a big Willem Defoe fan, but he also, <laughs> like I just said, was the I way mean, it was shot. I wonder shot. how he liked his role in Spider-Man. Yeah. Like cinematically, <laughs> it was shot like really beautiful is how he put it, basically. So whatever. That's so Godfather won. The Godfather horsehead scene beat out French Connection, which I was told was one of the best scenes ever. Gene Hackman. But French Connection's like... Gene Hackman. Like you said. Yeah. I mean, 70s. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever. Get yep. it. Um, this one pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> the Dark Knight blowing up the hospital. Now, I've never seen a movie. It was the Heath Ledger. Never Ledger. seen it? Yeah. Never seen it. Because well, I'm, I'm Heath a... Heath Ledger was fantastic. But I'm <laughs> a... The reason I've never seen that, despite all my movies, is I'm a huge early Batman fan. Oh my God! Yeah. I, just, yeah. I, just, I grew let, up on it. If you I mean, watch that, Ledger only you gave like, the performance like of a lifetime. <laughs> if you watch that, that'll be your favorite Batman ever. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. But yeah. that beat it's, it's that beat True level. Romance, which I was told probably should have been a one seed. True Romance is a classic. And what scene was it? It was the one with walking walk in and, yeah. and Hopper. Yeah. Great so I was scene. told that actually should be a one seed. Yeah. And that lost to the Dark Knight blown up the hospital. That shouldn't have lost to the Dark Knight. one of my top three of all time is Rounders. The final car game against KGB is yeah. amazing. Pay that, that man his money. That beat out Scarface. Say well, hello, Scarface still rated. I can see yeah. that. Well, that's because you're you're a <laughs> hater of Scarface. But me too. Although Rounders isn't like a great movie, that was just a great scene. I like the Baron Scarface. I saw Rounders beat. in the theater. Really. So yeah. that that's our result. That's how old that movie. <laughs> that's that's the last movie Brandon saw in the movies. Maybe it's one of my top movies. It's, it's not a, a great movie, movie but, but it's, it's a good movie. But I just yeah. I was surprised that Scarface didn't get as much love with what you said. The, the people that it's such a cult classic. That There's a lot of degenerate gamblers. Yeah. Rounders like one in a yeah. landslide too. Yeah, like a lot. Do you, um, do you have the next round matchups? Uh, not in front of me now. But right. we can and we can talk about them. Is it? They're actually yeah, no. I'm lying. I have it on. I have it on Twitter. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring it up real quick. So. I want to get your guys' opinion. Yeah, I want on... to kind of let us let us yeah, cast yeah. our votes on these real quick. Yeah, on the next round. So what we have for this next round is, give me one second. It's right here. So we have it's the signal in here, Brandon. My apologies. 
Sorry, so we have it was me. <laughs> Jimmy no, we have me. we have Jimmy Chitwood and Hoosiers, the game winner at the end. That's, Gl- that's a Glenn Macknell selection. I was a Glenn Macknell pick. He said that actually should be a one seed. Against seven, what's in the box? What's in the oh. box? Now that's something that somebody that's talks about great. all the time, right? Damn. <laughs> when you quote movies, everybody yes. says it, you know. Yeah. So that's one. Right now, what's in a box is winning. All right, well, let's let's vote on them as we go through them. All right, yeah, so that, what's in the box? Easy. All right, yeah, so, I agree. What's in the box? Oh, what's in the put, box? Yeah. I, lo- I love the Hoosiers. I, like I love Jimmy that movie. Wood, yeah, that's a, that's a great movie. It's a great right. movie, but what's in the box? Is, you know. yeah, that's like the best part of that whole movie. I, I know. So <laughs> the next matchup is The Shining. Obviously, here's Johnny when he breaks through the door. There's Johnny. And that's going up against Mir- Miracle. Where who oh, was it? Speed. Uh, Kurt, Russell. Kurt, Russell. Yeah. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Speed. The night. The night, guys. Yeah. The night. <laughs> you got it. Because I, I heard it on the, the radio a, a couple weeks ago, and then he just the way he says tonight, he's like, tonight, what's the uh, tonight? What's the miracle seed? Yeah, miracle's a twenty-one seed. Twenty-one seed. Wow. I go miracle. Yeah, I'm yeah with I go you. miracle. I go like shining. that scene. I go miracle. Like, I, I wanted think to get I go up shining on that. That was like the. It yeah. does make you want to play hockey. That, yeah, like, like it, it's. <laughs> it doesn't matter what though. Like even like when I because I listened to it around like uh, the Vikings game, I think it was, and like it, you're just pumped up. You're ready to run through a wall for anything. Like just knowing that like you're such an underdog. That was you like know? the peak of the tension that was growing in uh, the Shining, though. Like that was right. Like the that moment was the moment. Yeah. Broke. yeah, you're right. There's these next two, well, these next four, but these next two matchups, I think, and like I'm looking at voting wise, are probably the two closest. So this one is the 13 seed Pulp Fiction, where Samuel Jackson does the Ezekiel speech mm-hmm. before he shoots all the guys in the beginning. They're going up against a 20 seed Casino when Joe Pesci flips out on Robert Ooh. De Niro in the desert. Two great, great. <laughs> I mean that one. scene they they did that with Burton Ernie and it I'm was going, a great scene. Anything Joe Pesci, I'm going. I'm going Casino. I, listen, mm. that, I'm going Pulp Fiction. I'm going Pulp Fiction. <laughs> that's going two Pulp guys Fiction. at the top of their craft, yep, like going no off in their movies. That's the, I, I I go Pulp Fiction. If this yeah, was man. a basketball game, it would go to like five overtime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a super good matchup that came out to be. And the last one I agree, I think is the same. So remember the scene in Goodfellas where they're walking through the Copacabana. He's walking through the kitchen. Yep. Yeah. And they 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 carry the table up for him, and Tony Bennett waves at him. Whatever. That's going up. That's actually that came out to be a four seed. Against training days, King Kong scene. They're both, those are, yeah. That's a really good scene. That's probably like that Denzel's is, best part in that movie. Yeah. yeah. And he did really good. I mean, really you know how many times movie. King Kong ain't got shit on me? How many times people say that? That was a good scene. The only thing I thought about that scene is there was no resolve to what happened in that scene. So, so you know how Jake walks away. Yeah. And it's he takes the up. money and, and, and he's screaming, Jake, come back. Like, there was no, like, ending to that like the dude had a gun on him he was like yeah jake bounce we got you like then all of a sudden you see like alonzo in like another place yeah like wait i want to know how he got out of that situation so that kind of like ruined it a little bit but that was a really great scene right yeah no, I'm with i don't you. know I'm with you. i don't I, know i think that's weird because I, I was telling frank before the show i don't know if people will appreciate that copacabana scene i like that for what it i is. like that scene that's a good scene that's a really good scene yeah. because when cuz when that scene happened it made you as a viewer be like I wish that was my life. Like it right? set you yeah, up like for what right? you were getting yeah. into. It tells it, you how it, powerful that guy is. Yeah, yeah. That's what you want. I'm going with that. That's uh, my vote. I, your, I'll go Goodfellas too. Both scenes are great. That's your uh, next set of matchups. We'll get those results tomorrow. Um, 
that's good. I'm glad that I'm glad we're getting a lot of interaction on that yeah. on uh, social media. A lot of pissed off people too. <laughs> a lot of people that aren't happy with the with the results. We had we were talking to Marcus earlier from Wildfire, and one of the scenes that were originally on the list that got pulled was the farmhouse scene from Inglorious Bastards in the beginning. It's really good. Yeah, but like 32 were better than that, and it it pained because I love Inglorious Bastards. That scene, like. He's amazing through that whole movie. So to take that yeah. off the list, I was like, ah. But I had to because I was like, all right, this is coming from other people. I almost people. watched that the other night. Such a good it was movie. Long. It rolled across my Netflix feed. It's really yeah. good. There's I a keep, lot of good scenes in that movie. Yeah. I keep trying to watch The uh, uh, Hateful Eight, and I can't, ever, good. I can't ever get get started for some reason. I, I go to hit it, and don't, I don't do it. Don't watch that one with kids around. No. That was a little, a little rough. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. Quentin Tarantino. I can yeah, only yeah, imagine. It's, it's yeah. good. It's, I watched it, actually. I think that Jackson, my 12-year-old, watched it. Oh, really? I walked in, and he had already ordered it. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I'm going to sit there. But it was good. He liked it, too. But it was a lot of violence. A lot of violence. A lot yeah. of violence. It's yeah. hard because I, me and Frank did some research before we did this, and we went to the top – went to Google, top 50 all-time scenes, like – if we were to just do it from that, it would have been hard to get 32 out of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's some really good stuff on there. So, I mean, these are, you know, we put them out there, people picked them, and we'll see what happens. I think the next round should be interesting. That's when you're going to get, like, good fellas against each other. Yeah, that'd you know be what crazy. I mean? So it's, it's going to be good. I mean, it sucks, too, because there's so many scenes that are not in there, too, that yeah. we wish could have been in there. I mean, um, you could do 32 just off of yeah. Casino, Godfather, <laughs> Goodfellas. Like, yeah. You could do 32 Like, we even talked there. about there's so many choices that we, if, if we had more time to do 64, we would have did, like, a mafia section, section right, and then, like, like a sci-fi section. But there was just, we had to narrow it down, otherwise we'd be here forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of it for everything we're going to talk about. But there's one thing that I really wanted to touch on tonight um, because um, Brandon's involved with it, and... You know, I, we should really get behind what he's doing because it's a really cool thing. Because I'm bigger than everybody else. Yeah, and plus yeah. he he choked me up against the wall before he, the show started <laughs> to tell me to say that. Um, but no, it's, it's Brandon's clinic, and I just wanted him to talk about that for a little bit. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so kind of goes back to the the O line, D line, like the the development of players, right? And, and I've been out of coaching now for a few years, and, and I've coached at the youth level, and I'm coaching at the high school level, and. I've coached at the college level, and, and I coached a year in the UFL, which was borderline professional football. Guys kind of got paid to do that. And and I think one thing that – and I've also been – the youth sports part of it, and there's, there's this – like being on the football field with youth football coaches, and I don't – this is hard – not hard to say. It's easy to say. But uh, I want to make sure I say it the right way, right? Like – they're not always being taught the right thing, right? And it's not necessarily – I mean, it's dads, right? And it's, and that's what's great about youth football is it's dads out there coaching their kids. Right. Right? And high school is the same way, right? You've got guys that have other jobs, right? They're teachers or they're lawyers or they're whatever they are, right? And they come and they put their time in. At the youth level, you don't make any money doing that. You're just you're paying yep. and you're there to be with your kid. Yep. There are those random guys that stick around and coach youth football forever. I don't understand <laughs> that at all. Jackson is done with the Marsh Creek Eagles, so I am getting the fuck out of there. <laughs> um, I absolutely love those people, but like I couldn't do any more youth football. Um, but so so I've I've noticed that one thing that there is a lot of right when you get on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook, whatever it is, there's a lot of like quarterback gurus and there are a lot of um, wide receiver guys and DB guys. There's all these guys that want to work with the sexy position. Skill right? positions. Yep. No one does it for linemen. 
right? No one does anything for offensive and defensive linemen. And so I've put together this little kind of, I call it like a big skill academy, right? So where the, where the big guys can go, you know, out past the main line in Chester Springs. <laughs> um, the main line. And, and, uh, and where, where, we can, where we can work on those kinds of things. So what I'm doing this weekend is um, part of the deal is I also want to kind of get involved in the bigger football community, right? Like in the area, right? Whether yeah. it's high school, youth coaches, um, college, whatever it is, uh, and and talk about it, and talk about line play, talk about how to teach, um, how I would teach a, a young defensive lineman to play the game, or how I would teach a young offensive lineman to play the game. And, and the other thing too is a big part of it is 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 safety, right? You know, the game is changing, and the way that has to be taught has changed. But here's what's happening: is a lot of these guys that are coaching youth football, and it's, again, I don't mean this is a slam on those guys; they teach it the way that they were taught. Right, so it's this yep. vicious cycle, right? And I was taught to play football with my face, you know what I mean, with my head. Like yeah. that's how I was taught to play football, right? Like if you look at my high school football helmet, it looks like it was drugged behind a car right. on the street, right? Like literally, Connor picked it up the other day, and the face mask just fell off. Now it's old as shit, right? It's probably <laughs> rotted, but but like my face mask was dented in, like yeah. the metal bar was dented on my face, wow. right? So I was taught to play a certain way, and there are a lot of dads that were taught that way too. The problem is the game's not played that way anymore, and we can't teach it that way anymore, right? right. Because that's when mom goes, whoa, we're not doing that because Johnny's coming home and he can't walk right now, right? So so there's some of that. There's some of the safety thing. And then the other thing too is like I just love talking football, man. Like I can get up and <laughs> – I mean, I don't know if you guys figured that out yet. Um, no. But, but I like to get up. And, and talk about football. And it's going to be really interactive. So this week, I don't know, God, we got 10 more minutes uh, to kill. But this week, like, I'm, I've basically sent it out to all the youth coaches I know, all the high school coaches I know. Uh, I've got responses from high school coaches, college coaches, youth coaches, uh, out at the Downingtown, out uh, the Downingtown Parisi Speed School. Uh, we're doing just kind of a, a, a Saturday morning coaches clinic. There's going to be coffee and donuts, which is always a great way to get anybody out of bed Absolutely. on a Saturday. Um, but really, the idea though is is I'm going to um, you know kind of you know talk to them about what I teach and how I teach it and my teaching progression, uh, and then just kind of take it from there. The other thing I really enjoy is just kind of an open forum. You know, what I mean, I love getting around coaches and talking. You know, what are you doing here? And what do you do? You know, why why do you teach it like that? And you know, I'm sure there'll be questions like, you know, why do you do it like this? But I do think that I have got this kind of picture of the game from almost every angle, of whether it's being a coach or a player or a youth coach, right, or a dad of players. Right. Like, I've kind of you seen it, it from everywhere right now, right? And I and I think that, uh, you know, just, you know, sounding mildly, uh, you know, egotistical, I, I – I bring some value in that world, and yeah. and I and I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I I'm really excited about it. It should be a good time. It's nothing, you know. It'll be very um, loose, and I'm gonna have a couple. Hopefully, my own two children, uh, not Gracie, but Connor and Jack, will uh, will be there to help me demonstrate. I got a couple other kids that I work with out there that I'm gonna try and talk into. Probably they're linemen, so again, there's donuts there, so I'll probably, <laughs> yeah. be, able, I'll probably be able to get them Said to come donuts. in. Exactly. Yeah, Taylor's <laughs> coming now, too. Yeah, yeah, there we it's go. a long ways away, Taylor, but you're more than welcome, man. <laughs> better not be Duncan. Um, no, they'll, they'll, I don't know. Yeah, We don't – I don't have to find some good donuts. It'll be there, a bakery. Yeah, there you go. Bakery donuts. Yeah, some good bakery donuts or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what kind of donuts I'm Factory getting. donuts. Factory donuts. You ever get donuts? a chance, yeah. You know, what, you know what's great about your thing is, you know, the – 
biggest meaning behind football is the games won in the trenches. Yeah, oh, no and, doubt. And I, you look, I mean, when I'm on Instagram and stuff like that, like, oh, that receiver's so fast and so skilled and all oh, that quarterback can throw for miles. But what you could provide is something that is needed because just like safety and everything, defensive, offensive linemen, the, the reason why the Eagles won the Super Bowl right. was because they beat you on both fronts. Yeah, well, That's it, awesome what yeah. you're doing. Like, no, in, in it, that. It'll be fun, like I said. And it, and it's, look, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's awareness. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's teaching people kind of the game and, and it's getting the community together. It's getting football coaches together to talk about it. And hopefully, you know, learn. I'll, I'm sure I'll learn something. And I'm sure they'll learn something, you know, and we'll all have donuts. And uh, it keeps coming back to the donuts and a lot of coffee because I'm going to have donuts a long weekend. Yeah, so here's what my weekend looks like, right, since we're, we got a couple minutes to kill and everybody really cares. Um, Gracie is swimming in the state swim meet this weekend. So when I put this clinic together, I did not check with the actual <laughs> boss. Yeah. Those of us that are married in the room understand yeah, what happens there, the right? So in my head – the state swim meet was last weekend, <laughs> right? It's this upcoming weekend. Ugh. So Gracie is swimming in the 400 IM, the 200 IM, and the 200 fly, and in the uh, uh, sorry, the, yeah, the 2 IM, and in the um the medley relay. So she's got four events. Friday night she swims the 400 IM. So I'm gonna drive to State College Friday. <laughs> watch the 400 IM and either drive back early Saturday morning or Friday night after watching her swim, do the clinic. And here's what sucks. This is what I thought I was going to get lucky when I found out. Sometimes there's different sessions, right? So sometimes she could be in the afternoon session. Yeah. I was kind of crossing my fingers. She was right. in the afternoon. She's not. She's in the morning session. So, <laughs> which means I absolutely have to be there Friday night now. So Friday night I'll be in state college. Saturday I'll get up. I'll drive home. I'll do the clinic. And then I'm driving back to State College after the clinic because the family is spending the whole weekend up there. So it's kind of like a little mini so vacation, <laughs> right? So why not? Exactly right. So I'm going to have a very, very – I'm going to need a lot of coffee on Saturday as I get up and talk. Um, but the other thing – actually, one other thing that we're doing there is we're – I've partnered with this Parisi Speed School. And so they're the speed, agility, they do a lot of combine training, right? They trained uh, – I don't know, um, Chris Long is one of the guys that trained yeah. at a Parisi. Um, and that's what they're known for. Bill Parisi started this thing years ago. Um, but one of the other things that we're what, – what I'm doing, the, one of the reasons I partnered with these guys is because that's not work that a lot of linemen get. Speed right? work. Speed work. Yeah, they yeah. don't get footwork. They don't get explosive work. And that's a huge part of the game now, right? It's not just – when you look at offensive linemen and defensive linemen now, they're not big fatties. I mean, they're mm -hmm. big and fat, but they're, they're, they're changed from the way they looked 10 years ago. Right, they're long, they're lean, they're athletic. Look and at I, Lane Johnson. Right, exactly. I mean, Lane. Well, a, he was a he was a he was also yeah, he was a, a quarterback and then a tight end. Right, and he just ate himself and did yeah, some other things. Yeah, I was the, gonna uh, say juice up a little. HGH helps. Um, <laughs> but but I but I but, so oh, I partnered right, with sorry, these guys. Man. So so the uh, um, so Eric Mitchell, who's a master speed and conditioning coach, or speed and I don't know what the speed agility coach with Parisi is going to do part of the clinic with me too, because I think that's a big part, especially for the younger kids. And one of the things, the other things that I'm really working on developing is kind of a durability program and a, and a, a non weightlifting strength program. Because when the little kids get there, when that, that age from like sixth grade to like their sophomore to junior year in high school, they have absolutely no core strength. Right. 
right? Because little kids now don't do any work, no, right? They all. sit like this and look at their phones. So their <laughs> midsections are mushy, yep. right? And that is the biggest part of being a good lineman. And this sounds super tiny detail is the ability to have a strong core, like from your tits to your knees has to be super strong. And that's what they're missing, right? So we're building this kind of little program that we're going to put together that runs throughout the sum- the off season in the summer where we get these kids in here. We're not lifting weights. We're not. We're, it's all body weight stuff. It's all explosive stuff. But Eric's going to present, too, about kind of what they do at Parisi, right. how to get kids loose, how to get them warm, how to teach them explosive movements. Again, just trying to make football programs in the area a little bit better. Right. I know by watching, and it's, it's a little – lower than what than what you're teaching right now but my son you know he's nine ten year old playing now right yeah the the offense and he plays offensive line and defensive line right they don't get work no what they do is they show them like the basic get off the ball technique and that's right. it yep and the rest of the practice is running plays if you're on defense yeah try and make a tackle right if you're on offense, block the guy in front of right. you. And that's it. That's literally it. And and that's what that's I think honestly, man, Frank, that's where this started. So I coached Jack's team for the last like three years or so, give or take. Right. Jackson O lineman, D lineman. Um, and it drove me nuts when we would tell a kid to block the guy to his right and get his head around him, right? Reach him, get his head around him, but not teach him how to do it. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then yell at him when he couldn't do it. Right. Like, that makes no sense to me, right? I mean, I've been around this game too long, and I've been coached, and I've coached to know that that's not how you do it. But that's a dad who's just there for a couple hours. And so it's that that fine line, right? I'm not going to jump that guy's ass out there on the (laughs) field, right? Because I like the guy. I mean, he's one of my good friends, and we we drink together. Our kids that play football, he's a great dude, and he puts all his time in. But it's like you're not teaching him to you know to to do it right, right. and and yet we're mad at him when he can't do it, and we're asking him to do something that to be quite honest with you, Lane Johnson can't fucking do. It. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like that guy's in like a you know he's like three guys removed, and we're asking him to reach him and yep. not teaching him how. We're just telling him to go forward. You yeah, know what I mean? Find him and like, hit him. Yeah, and so like I want to take it and I want to teach that part to the coaches in a nice, non-threatening way. Right. And then the other thing that I do want to do, I mean, look, this is this is very much a business. Right. Is I'm going to it's basically a school. Right. I'm going to bring kids in and teach them how to play this position the right way on the field, on the chalkboard. Well, not chalkboard anymore, a whiteboard right, or computer screen. I don't know how they do it now. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to do it. I haven't made it that far. And watching film. I mean, look, we watch film and we're going to talk about how to do things and learn plays, learn football, because I think that that's missing at maybe not the youth youth level kind yeah. of where your son is right but when you start getting into that middle school age and yep. rolling into high school that's what's expected now yep and i think it'll make football programs better that's awesome um so if anybody's listening they're interested how can they sign their son you order can, well up? so yeah if you go on on the the company that i've started is called front seven five right so it's front seven five football my number was 75 I'm not overly creative when it comes to <laughs> making up names. Um, and the front seven is what I want to coach, right? That's right. a term for the guys that put their hands down and kind of mush into each other all the time. Linebackers, yep. O-line, D-line, tight ends. Um, so I have a Facebook page now. The website is almost up. I'm pretty sure it's going to be front75.com. <laughs> I could be completely wrong there. Um, but the other thing is um, you can go to Twitter and send me a direct message at B underscore Noble 75. 
7.5 keeps showing up. Shoot me a note on Facebook, whatever it is, or email me at, I don't know what the hell my email address is, uh, bnoble9375 at Gmail. Because you also wore 93. I did wear 93. <laughs> if you you ever, know those numbers keep popping if up. If you ever want to hack a professional athlete's <laughs> anything, whatever just jersey number any is. combination Can't of numbers. Can't with TTE. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember you're, anything else. You're gonna, that's it. <laughs> that's it, man. So, yeah, so those are the different ways. Um, the other things would be to just call the Downing, the Parisi Speed School at Downingtown, ask for Eric Mitchell, who's the, who's the guy that runs it. Um, we're signing people up. But yeah, just show up. It's out in, it's, we're about five minutes off the turnpike, right? I know a lot of people that live in the city or, you know, kind mainland? of. It's, we're past <laughs> the mainland. Main we're past the mainland. Main <laughs> All right. But you can get, you can get to the Parisi. It takes about five minutes jump off the turnpike on 100 and you go south for about five minutes and, and you're there so it's it's not like you're coming all the way out to the country right. my, my relatives my in-laws that live in delco think you need a passport to get on the turnpike <laughs> you don't an easy pass maybe three or four dollars but there's other ways you can jump on route 30 or something like that you can yeah. find a way to get there absolutely 215 live live from the Camp, right? Yeah. Live from Parisi <laughs> Speed School. Absolutely. That'd be from awesome. O line, D line clinic, eating be, donuts. Oh, uh, yeah. Time. yeah. That'd be great. All right. Listen, that's the end of the show, fellas. Um, you want to tease next week's show? Good. Hey, we're going to have Dan Orlovsky in studio talking draft. All right. Talking nice. draft. Dan yeah. actually went on a rant on Twitter today. He's been getting he really? that way. Well, so he's, yeah, he's, uh, I'm gonna, he's rearing I'm, his head right now. I'm going to push go. him a little bit when he gets here. Like, you, you, can't be, you can't be all salty when, when people question you. And, yeah. And I think he's getting salty because he's. He's the expert, and there's a lot of other people around that uh, that are talking. And I get it. Like, I, this is kind of why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? Yeah. Like, he's like, why Why are we listening to Joe Schmo, who's never taken a snap <laughs> his entire life, right? Hey. Well, yep. there's a whole industry <laughs> built around that. You know what I mean? So, yep. just welcome to him, man. Absolutely. I was just reading his Twitter thing. That's awesome. He's coming in. He does a great job. Follow him on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Amazing. Yeah, he's like, very, you talk about his insight. Study. Holy shit, man. Yeah. I, wa- I can watch that all day long. Yep. It'll be good to see these two go back and forth. Oh, yeah. It'll just be, we'll just sit back and watch them. I might just stay out there with Taylor next week and just watch. That'll <laughs> <laughs> be awesome. So tune in next week. We're going to have some awesome draft talk. And that's it, fellas. 215 Live on Wildfire Sports.